Hello, everybody. You are listening to the all-new Anti-Fanboy Podcast, episode number 382, for the uh, the fresh start, baby, for the week of January 3rd, 2021. That's right, your boy Devin gets the first crack at 21, and I'm going to ruin it very quickly. Hello, how are you doing? How is everyone? I'm Jonathan Suarez. I'm, I'm Steve Curry. I am Crease Galanti. Oh, wonderful. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. That's for you, Dad. Thank you. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to run in here know. real quick. I don't think oh. Chris is Cobra Kai material. That's I'm, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. Chris is more of an eagle, eagle fang guy. Yeah, eagle fang. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would. I, it Man learning Wing Chun. It's the same day. thing. Cobra oh, Kai and Hitman are the same. No, they're not. I, I, not I, you know what? I, they're kind of the same thing. No, they're not. Multiple karate gangs, Chris. I can't. Senpais. Senpais. He fights yeah. fucking fascism, okay? The stakes yeah, could never be higher. Oh, are you I'm telling sorry. me that they're not? Those kids? <laughs> no, they're not. No, the stakes are pretty uh, high in that show, wait. Chris. Way higher than any It Man movie I saw. Yeah, I mean Samantha LaRusso. All the emotional death of a Power Rangers episode, and, and none of the stakes. Samantha I LaRusso mean, got suspended for two weeks. That yeah, was tragic. Pretty okay, that's pretty, that's pretty tragic. Like, I'm... <laughs> also, also, I mean Miguel or Robbie. Uh, I mean, who can tell? I mean, well, that's a hard decision. Yeah, Robbie I don't remember It Man's spine getting broke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, It Man more like privilege, man. Meanwhile, oh, wait, wait, Robbie wait is living with <laughs> Hey John, hey John, do you remember all those all those cool concerts? All those cool I can't I can't even concerts? go on with this bit. No, no, I can't. I can't, I can't do this. So uh this week we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about Wonder Woman eighty four. We are gonna talk about Soul. We're gonna be talking about Cobra Kai season three. Uh and uh I beat Cyberpunk, so I'm gonna just kind of talk about that a little bit. Did you burn the But like for a second. For a second. I can do it right here. Okay. So it's a fuck dude. The fucking the fucking credits bugged out on me. Oh man. <laughs> um so real quick, uh just we're gonna we're just gonna start this episode with the people's anti fanny award uh votes. The golden oh. the golden dicks joys dick. You know, I, I do have, I do have a concern. I do have a concern about these this voting booth. <laughs> oh, okay, we have concerns now. I heard that the voting booths are owned by some other country, not even Americans. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, called Divinion. It's named after you, Devin. You're the one who bought the company. Divinion. Divinion. Uh, You're right. Divinion Corpec. That's well, I was. Uh, I was in Irasaka, Japan, or whatever the fuck I was. <laughs> Irasaka. What the fuck is Irasaka? Okinawa. You buy yourself a nice door, you want a car. What the fuck is is that? Uh, you know what? Uh, Tommy Village Tr- Glen, or whatever it was called. Uh, okay, <laughs> so. Some of these are pretty close, man. A lot of them are very close. So here are the winners. From the votes that people posted on our Discord, which you can join if you're not a member of our Discord and you're listening right now, get on in there. But so, if you don't agree with our with our opinions, then you just should hide it and not yeah, say anything. Hate, if you hate it, hide yeah. it. That's, that's the, um... <laughs> if you hate award shows, don't be a negative Nancy about it. I do. I do oh, like shit. that. If you hate it, hide it. That's a T-shirt. <laughs> if you hate it, hide it. Yeah. 
Yeah, oppress yourself. That's even like, though like when we hate something, we're the loudest people about it. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. We're we're the hater squad here. We I love hatering. that when, when people are like, "Come on, what's with your mob mentality?" It's like, dog, when you got a mob, you use that mob. Fuck yeah, you do. Yeah, you think I mean, you think uh, uh, Henry Hill was like, "I'm going to do this one alone. I'm going I'm <laughs> to do this Hank whole thing Hill alone." With his propane? There's no. a lot of people involved in the Latanza heist, okay? A lot. Latanza Harding. <laughs> <laughs> so here are the here are the, uh, the votes that were casted in the polls. So uh, the people's vote for the best change for the better of 2020. The winner, HBO Max streaming WB Films. People uh, people are excited for the future of cinemas. Right. Uh, shout out uh, to Tim for voting for Crush Roydfeld. Roydfeld as well. No, no, no shout outs for Tim. Take Tim's shout outs away. He's a people pleaser, that guy. People pleaser. Biggest fuck up 2020. America's COVID response, seven votes. CD Projekt Red, nine votes. (laughs) (laughs) CD Projekt Red did a worse job than America's COVID response. But Devin, why didn't you vote for Halo Infinite then? Oh, <laughs> I knew when he was wrong. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Okay, right. America's COVID response. I think I even said that when this came out. I was like, we all know what the real winner is. What did I? Vo- uh, I think I voted for CD Projekt Red. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You definitely did. And so did Tim. But Tim's doesn't count. But it still yeah. wins. We, we have we are first world problems. The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really are. We really are. I mean, we do have our. We do oh, no, have our, yeah. our I, weekly I actually, national political. Voted. I also voted for CD Projekt Red. Wow. <laughs> wow. Stacking it up right there. Well, you uh, know what? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. You're not supposed to cast votes, right? On these? Uh, tell that I didn't. Oh, oh, you did? I, I, think, yeah, I think I we all did. Like, Chris. Oh, we all did? Shit. Oh, fuck me. Chris, you you know what? You could have. I mean, you could be the kingmaker right here, Chris. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah we'll, we'll give Galani kingmaker uh, status. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. You have to tell me because I think they're all closed by now. All the yeah, they're closed. Uh, yeah, they're yeah, they're exactly. tied or yeah. something or closed. Then Chris can Chris can be the. Uh, He'll be kingmaker for he sure. He can be the kingmaker. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna vote. I, well, we did we did um, biggest change for the better, and I vote for HBO Max streaming. Yeah. So you won that. Yeah, that one's uh, already so, king. Yeah, um, that one's already that king. One's locked. Yeah. Gonna vote for America's COVID response because I still lose. Still lose. CD Projekt Red's got one. Poland still loses that one. Um, (laughs) Or wins, whatever you want to say. So most disappointing, 2020. Right now, the leader is Cyberpunk 2077 by a a large margin (laughs) with 11 votes. You know, Uh, I I, I would go with Cyberpunk on this one too. So 12 votes, uh, including the the Chris the Chris vote. See, this is what happened in Georgia, I hear. <laughs> I, got I, want you, I want you to find, right here? find a couple votes. Chris, I want you to find a couple votes for uh, for uh, Crush Roydfield. For I can find 11,000 votes for Crush Roydfield. <laughs> <laughs> I just want you to find, find one. Find some of them. The most crow eaten in 2020. You know, USA two votes, Christopher Nolan four votes, our friend of the podcast, Rain, eight votes. Chris, what do you think? You know what? I have to admit, when you guys were talking about it and we really started digging deeper, 
the whole Final Fantasy VII Part One, Part Two thing. It's hilarious. It's, it's so right? ironic and it's so it's, good. It's poetic justice. So it is poetic justice. justice. We have to. Yeah, he deserves uh, the biggest crow because he went in on us, man, just for liking Resident Evil Two Remake. He made us feel bad. He was the bean dad of 2019. For sure. For sure. <laughs> so congratulations, Raid. Nine votes. Somebody send this man a crow, a crow uh, uh, Funko Pop. Let me look a crow this. Funko Pop. Let me find this man an address right now. <laughs> Best surprise 2020. Uh, this one's actually kind of you could be a kingmaker here or a, a tie <sighs> maker. Ooh, a but tie- the yeah. winner right here. With six votes, it's Queen's Gambit, Chris, for best surprise of 2020. It's and going to Queen's Gambit. Two... Oh, Queen's okay. Gambit takes it with seven votes. I really enjoyed that show. Like King I really, Maker Galani. I kind of thought Final Fantasy VII Part One was going to be good. Like going into it, I was like, okay, this is this is going to be great. But Queen's Gambit, I took me. But Chris, did you cry playing Final Fantasy VII? remake after shitting on people for liking remakes the year before that that's yeah don't you guys remember it about chess he said chess is a fool's game <laughs> it's, it's unfilmable <laughs> I barely did. Unfilmable. i did say something like that so he's not wrong chess on a ceiling <laughs> What more from your from your board games? Okay, chess is childish. It is. So this this one this one you know what I was teasing John about this and then overnight the 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 storm came biggest crush twenty twenty <laughs> Carlos from Resident Evil three got five votes. <sighs> so Chris, Chris, you vote the dick wants to be inside you. Will oh, you let no. the dick inside you? The dick is. Denied, Beth Harmon. Oh. Uh, Beth Harmon. Oh, okay. Oh, Congratulations, so Beth and Carlos. Yeah, we they, we have dual champions. You know, maybe they can make a beautiful baby. No, <laughs> I don't like it. I do not. I do not ship them. That's a weird ship. Carlos has got something for intelligent, driven women. That's yeah. true. Once yeah. once Jill turns her down, turns well, him down for Chris. Anything about chess. Will Carlos call Beth a tall glass of water, though? That's oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you're in the Resident Evil universe. You have to know about chess if you're going to solve puzzles. Yeah, that's true. Half those keys are chess pieces. That's right. Uh, so congratulations, Carlos and Beth Harmon. Um, Fire Team of the Year 2020. Right now, uh, large margin. It's Mando and Ahsoka from The Mandalorian. Kingmaker? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a tough one, honestly. Yeah, I, mean, I need to look at the votes to see who voted for it's, what. It's so three for Ellie and Dina, one for Miles and Gonke. Uh, wow, uh, you know what? I'm gonna my get shout one. out. My shout out to Tim is rescinded because <laughs> he did not vote for Jill and her railgun. He voted I, for Ellie and Dina. See, I, I feel if you made that Jill and Carla, she would have gotten more. <laughs> I That's really like Ellie and Dina. I gotta, I gotta go with Ellie and Dina. I, it's a principled vote. Okay. I really so Chris throws away his vote. <laughs> I, I mean, Dina Mando is still the leader. I hate uh, that we could see who voted because it's just John. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> the problem is when I turned that off, no one knew they were voting. Wow. Mm. People kept saying, my vote got returned. And I'm like, no. 
it, just, I mean, you're not allowed to see I mean, who it voted. Is, it is the fault because it, the ticker literally reversed. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Now, we need to know who voted for what. <laughs> yeah. The only way we can. Profiling purposes. Yeah. Accountability over entertainment. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> A greater than E. Thank you, Ray Fisher. John just Steve Buscemi and fucking Clay <laughs> Madison. Oh, thanks, man. Put my lipstick on. Yeah. <laughs> Villain of the year, 2020, the people's vote with 10 votes. Wow. COVID-19. I this is vote for that this one. This is where they did it. I voted for Dr. Time with a Y, because why not? I tried. My mind was changed. Where are you putting that vote? It, it's COVID. COVID-19, 11 yeah, votes. Both switched, Chris. I know, John, but I mean, it's just so bad. I know, but is the award, does the award go to the worst villain of the year or the best villain of the That's year? That's kind of what I was thinking with Dr. Time, and you're right, but I, from the most impactful villain okay. and All right, yeah. the most COVID-19 is the best, best villain. You're right. Yeah. I, can't right. I can't deny it. Let's spin this in a positive manner. Hero <laughs> of the year, 2020. With eight votes, it's Animal Crossing New Horizons. That's right, the video game. Uh, Ooh, people saw what I was putting down there. Then people, people, people felt that. I, I, I see. I'm about Chris. Mando. Chris putting it in Mando. Yep. Animal Crossing still wins with eight votes, <laughs> but Mando now at two, tied with Asuki Midoriya uh, from. Oh, GP. gross! Disgusting! Who put that in there? <laughs> Oh, let's see. Let's see. Really. Some it was, was worth it. Yeah, let's see. Who, who's the fucking just to see? It was worth Gaijin Devin and Brave Mouth. So gross. You guys are disgusting. You guys should just. You guys should go kiss Harajuku girls. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my country. I only kiss Harajuku guys. I'm what a Harajuku girls. Yeah, I want to know what these Harajuku girls. Oh, you know, dude, you don't remember when Gwen Stefani appropriated the fuck out of uh, of Japanese culture with a uh, Hollaback girl. Is that what uh, it was? No. Yeah, she dressed up as a, as a as a Harajuku oh, girl. From I can but that song's good. I know, but the video, the video though. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. There. Appropriated. So, so let Japanese me get this straight. Subculture. Let me get this straight. Gwen Stefani is is appropriating, but if Michael Jackson comes out with Thriller, he can touch all the boys he wants. <laughs> Wait, is that the rule? Yeah, that's What's the appropriated with Thriller? Because every it? time John's like, God damn it, Thriller, though. I got to hear every time John's like, you know what? I love this song. It's okay. I give him the pass. You know what's really I funny? I don't say that. I can't even <laughs> listen to that anymore. I, I just want to make one aside. My parents thought that the BG's first album was the highest selling album in the world. And I dunked on them so fucking hard <laughs> in Thriller. Like I just pulled it up on I pulled it up the Google Home I pulled it up on my computer oh, and my phone all at the same time. Did you say Michael Jackson fucked them kids? Because I said that to a, I said that to a bunch of coworkers at lunch one day after they tried to defend him. I'm like, well, you know what? He fucked those kids. Yeah, so what are you gonna say to that? <laughs> they were like, John, what? We're just trying to eat our lunch. With Michael Jackson, are unprompted. John Suarez, he fucked them kids. I was just asking him what kind of yogurt you got. <laughs> no, I fucked them kids. Okay. Uh, so, congratulations, Michael Jackson. Yep. No, where are we? Um, best character, twenty twenty. Um, we've got with eight votes, it's Abby from The Last of Us Two, Kingmaker. 
sticking to my guns, going with Kitano. Sticking with his picks. I really like that character. All right, <laughs> so still the people's vote uh, goes to Abby. Who voted for uh, Jin Sakai? Who's the simp? Who's the first? Uh, uh, brave mouth, man! You're really calling out brave mouth on this one, dog. <laughs> he likes he likes Japan and anime. Great. Well, now I feel bad because I I uh, blindly called him a virgin simp. Just for, <laughs> just for goes to Sushi. He was saying the same thing about you knowing all this Harajuku girl shit. He's like, dude, what a, oh my God. What a fucking weeb. <laughs> Moment of the year, 2020. Uh, we've got a tie right now. Oh, Kingmaker. Kingmaker. Oh. Right now it's split between the take on me scene in The Last of Us 2 and The Mandalorian Season 2 ending. Oh, the CGI face? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's see what virgins uh, voted for that. Let's, let's take a look. All right, and, so, uh, me, me not being a virgin, I'm going to vote for Take On Me because apparently uh, Hobox, Stin, Crewman Six, Larry Bard, Yup Frank, and Salty Sour Grapes are all virgins for for liking a bad CGI face. <laughs> so, uh, congratulations, The Last of Us Two Take On Me scene. Great, great stuff. All right. Best remake, reboot, not real game 2020 with eight votes. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Kingmaker, not here. <laughs> this is not a Kingmaker situation. Yeah, it's not. I got to give it to Seven, man. I got it. Seven R. Congratulations, Rain. Uh, wow. All right. Who's on, who's on my <laughs> team here? Let's see. I know Tim was. Oh, now it's teams. These are teams. <laughs> all right. It's, all right. The. On the dog squad. <laughs> the no one likes us, we don't care squad is. Yeah, just to point it out, Rain picked what? Resident Evil 3. Yeah, he's a madman. Yo, that's some fucking. That's some. That's a good layered fucking cerebral yeah, troll right there. He, he took a shot at me. He took a shot at me. And he's you know, like, I respect, I respect, that. I, respect I know, that. I know what these guys are that's doing. That's what he said. Dude. I gotta acknowledge this. Hold on. Movie of the year 2020. Uh with seven votes onward. Mm. Chris, think, where would you put your vote? I vote for my baby, the vast of night, man. No one else voted for it. You know what? It's an, Chris, it was an empty pot. Chris, so can I, it's can got I one give now. you a quick aside? I watched that movie the other night. Yeah, what'd you think? I was not a fan. You didn't like uh, it? Uh-oh. I liked I liked uh, a lot of how it was done and shot and and acted, but like the story was like I was like, what the fuck? This is a waste of my time. Oh, I disagree with that. Man. I mean, it's fine, but I I watched it and I was like, oh, I I see why like Chris really likes this, and I was like, I really like this, and then it just kind of never. Anyway, uh, I don't want to get for like fifty bucks, Devin. That was Jesus the thing. It felt like a movie that was begging to get out of first gear. And then, due to budgetary reasons, it probably never got there. But oh, man, as aside aside from it, but regardless, I like um, hip hop history a little bit more. Sorry, the most, most uh, popular <sighs> financial. Sorry. sorry, Rain's living living in my head rent free right now. So, <laughs> can you explain that to me again? I'm sorry. <laughs> Nuked you. Uh, Devin's just explaining how he hates everything Chris loves. Yeah, uh, okay. And I'm gonna hate what he loves later on in the podcast. Oh, <laughs> Onward one. I thought Hamilton was gonna win that one. Interesting. Yeah. Me too, one. dude. Uh, show of the year, 2020, with six votes currently. Better call Saul. Oh man, dude. 
That could be a tie tie maker. To I can't. I gotta go with Fargo. I really like that a lot. With his guns, wow. so better call Saul. Man, man it's a lot over the year, over the year. dude. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot riding on this. I'm about to start Better Call Saul probably this week sometime. Uh, John, so. regardless of my vote, Better Call Saul is a great goddamn show. It's okay. amazing, and I can't I mean, wait for you to watch excited. it. I kind of want to bring back the Better Call Saul channel because I could talk about that show forever. Do, do we watch El Camino right after we end Breaking Bad and then go into Better Call Saul? Or do that's you... what I did. That's a good yeah. question. Okay. I, I no, no, no. We watched El Camino like during Better Call Saul. So. Yeah, yeah, but, but I wonder if you could just watch it um, like, immediately I, after. I right? did not feel like there was anything like I watched El Camino before I watched Better Call Saul. I feel like okay, yeah, but, um, I don't see why. Yeah, I think that actually might work a little bit better because you know. Where Jesse's eventual journey ends. I mean, John, you saw El Camino already, right? Yeah, I loved it. It was incredible. It was amazing. I can't wait wait to watch it again, actually. Yeah, I know. I kind of want an excuse to rewatch it. Now you have another piece of the puzzle, another piece of the universe to go through. Yeah, I can't wait. Oh, Oh, my God. All right. It is funny. I really do live and die for those fucking season. Those episode one, first episodes of the season. Oh, the black and white. Oh, God. I, that's yeah, crack. That is heroin to me, dude. <laughs> right? It's so much tension, dude. Ooh, yeah. Great oh, shit. Anyway. Congratulations. Better call Saul. Show of the year. Game of the year. We, we have a gentlemen, we have, we have a king breaker situation. This is a king breaker, king maker situation. King maker right now, it's a last of us part two and like, online tabletop role playing. I like king breaker, though. I like the term king breaker. I think that's this is cool. So lovely fitting and perfect for me. I am voting for Final online. Seven, <laughs> 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 that was close. <laughs> I'm really happy I got to vote that one to win. So online yeah. tabletop role playing with six votes you takes know, it. Congratulations. That's, that's the feel good vote. That's the parasite winning best picture vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it feels I mean I listen, you know, we talked on and on of how amazing Last of Us Part Two. It's the it's the best thing of the year for us, but like give give role playing a little bit of credit, guys. Come on, that's really great. Yeah, I can't wait for Devin to be like you know, I tried role playing and I uh, kind of hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the vast of night of game. God damn! I had, I had Rain run me a game, and the entire time he was swerving me, swerving me. <laughs> he swerves. <laughs> Got more swerves than a jaguar in Europe. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the most exciting 2020 release to get delayed. This one, not even close. Uh, Dune with ten votes. And, you know, I, I, I think I would give it to Doom, but I just watched all the the Cornetto trilogy for Galani's Gauntlet, so I'm biting at the at the bit here. Well, that means you, you can only watch one of these, Chris, in 2021. <laughs> oh, Jesus, really? Great half has your... Has yeah, that's, that's the official rule. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> Brave Mouth has Chris's back. Last oh, night. Brave Mouth's got your back. Last a true. Night. Oh, give me that. True film guy, Brave Mouth. Real, real films. I mean, is that right? Let us wrong. Really? Let's be honest. Then uh, hobo, hobo fire team. Me, Waldo, and uh, and Yup Frank. I'm embarrassed to be to be honest. I'm kind of humiliated. I feel kind of humiliated to be on that team. So uh, uh, yeah, yeah, this means that he's going to drive a Tesla in the next. James Bond movie, right? Oh God, don't even. Oh, dude, your hobo team. 
Money Penny, I've got to charge uh, my car. Oh, my, Penny, I need to go. If he stays under five miles, he, no, he won't be able to hear. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dune, still the people's champion for most exciting release to get delayed. Good sit of the year. The current winner with five votes is Resident Evil 3. Man. Kingmaker. Yeah. Yeah, Kingmaker, what do you vote for? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. <laughs> this is kind of a hard one, actually. Because for Astro's Playroom, it's fine. <laughs> you didn't play it, but you would enjoy it if, you know. I got to give it to Mank. Because I, I, I think it's still a good set and might be even better than that. I got to watch it. in the Mank Bank. Resident Evil 3 still the, uh, the, the, the vote for the people's good set of the year. And finally, the Mary of the Year, best of the best, with a whopping eight votes. Last of Us Part Roman numeral two. Um, well, total, it's um, was that fourteen? Yep. So, Chris, you're the fifteenth vote. Part deux, please. Oh, he went for the hot shot. Mm-hmm. You know it. Best part. So, Congratulations to everyone but CD Projekt Red and Cyberpunk. Uh, and COVID. We now have to send you and COVID. We now have to send you Funko Pops. <laughs> I'm actually looking for a Crow Funko Pop, but they're too expensive to send. Dude, they made they made COVID nineteen Funko Pops. No, but I want to send Rain a, a, a Brandon Lee Crow Funko Pop. They don't make a Crow Funko Pop. They do, but they're expensive. Oh, they're probably like first edition, like <laughs> yeah. series one. I don't know if we're going to make it, Funko team. We're going to make these stupid little statues. <laughs> people will give them to you, and they kind of just go under every umbrella. So congratulations, everybody. Thank you for participating in the Anti-Fanny Awards. 2021 is going to be our year. <laughs> it's bound to be better. <laughs> Maybe I might have just jinxed it. I might have just jinxed it. <laughs> I'll say this: the back half, logistically, is plausible to be better. Well, the back nine. I think I yeah. read. I read a quote. It was. Uh, it was like 1939, December 31st. It was right when like America got attacked, but in Pearl Harbor. And the person said, "I'm not celebrating the oncoming next year. I'm hissing away the last." Mm. That's the way. Like I a snake. Yeah. Yes. 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 You know we'd like that. Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> She's a snake. I hear. Um, that, this is where I'm trying to for 2021. I'm starting rivalry with Taylor Swift. Oh, That's my whole thing. Why? Why Tay Tay? Well, you know, we'll we'll get at each other's throats, but behind the scenes, it's going to get hot and heavy. Oh, shit. And then yeah. we're going to split up, and then she's going to have another album to write. Steve. 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 He's kind of a mess. He leaves <laughs> his shoes all over the place. <laughs> that Steve. Every song. Sounds like a, every song like a sitcom uh, theme song. <laughs> that Steve. He's kind <laughs> of a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, these these shoes untied. <laughs> she couldn't even give me respect by giving me pop songs. She wrote TV theme songs for 1990s Man. television programs that got canceled. Sounds like she's living in your head rent free right now. Like rent free. She's your reign. 
Right, wait, wait. She's, <laughs> she's my rank. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You're a freak. So we actually have things to talk about this week. Yeah, yeah um, we had like a whole mess of things to talk about, even from last week. Like I had a, we had I had a list. I had, I had an list. extra week to watch Wonder Woman uh 1984 and i still didn't watch it so. <laughs> dude i you know what i thought you would have with the discourse that fucking has spurred up no, all I mean, in discord. When I see discourse like that i'm just like oh maybe you know i don't have to waste my time three hours of my time my time is very valuable and more one side against everybody else although i was seeing some con- conflicting arguments like uh, well, that's the thing. We need the Kingmaker. We need you to watch it. Oh, no, no, I'm, our, I'm telling you right now, I hate it already. So it's not even like it's already what, for me. What if, what if you, you love, love it? it? What if you love it? Like there's no it. chance, Devin. You know how I feel about those movies. I know, I and know, how disappointed I, I was as a huge Wonder Woman fan. I really don't think you'll like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know he won't. I know he won't. I mean, real talk. Like I can't no, back anymore. He's I don't think. Like uh, yeah, I don't. I didn't really enjoy the first movie all that much. I thought it was very okay, even though everyone was saying like, "There's a difference between Black Panther being like, like we were talking about when we were talking about Black Panther." I was like, "Oh, it didn't have to be as good as as it was. It was still it's still like a super important movie to be made, yeah, because of everything around it. That's not the movie, and the same goes for Wonder Woman. But in the Wonder Woman movie situation was it wasn't that good, you know? It wasn't." You know, well, it was important. Sure, I'll give you that. Um, I just didn't think it was that good. I, I like I like the first two acts of that movie, and then the third act completely tanks that fucking shit. And I, I think I, there's I, a lot of decent stuff in it. I, I'll go out on a limb and say that I like Femiscara more than I like Asgard. Like as a place, I think yeah. it's cooler looking. Oh yeah, like, like oh. as an idea or like in these movies, or these as, movies. A, as a place to be chasing a mother box around and just sleep for an hour. <laughs> That's the best part of the movie. <laughs> it is. I don't know, man. Uh, I I guess are we are we just are we discussing Wonder? Yeah, Woman? we're talking Wonder Woman eighty four right here. So but, I uh, you know. I actually I did a little bit of of rewatch. I rewatched some bits of of both eighty four and the the first Wonder Woman movie. So. There, the the story goes, and this is just me griping right away. Um, so Wonder Woman eighty four has two intro scenes, and according to the scuttlebutt, is that the studio wanted them to cut one of them, and she said no. And I should have. They should have immediately. Yes. So, dude, the first, the opening scene with like little Diana. Uh, so here's what's annoying about it: two things. One, it's um. So, as you know, this came out on streaming. That's how I watched it. Apparently, they shot all of that stuff or a lot big portions of that kind of um, that contest stuff with an IMAX camera. So I'm watching this going, yeah, like, oh, yeah, this, uh, this is very unimpressive. You know, this is, looks it's probably like why she just me. didn't want to cut it was just it was probably so expensive. Yeah. Too but dude, that sequence, yeah, yeah. that sequence is 11 minutes long. It's a it's eleven minutes long I and timed completely it. pointless to the film. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like you, I think the lesson is you have to learn how to lose, which is like doesn't really come back. Okay, and then you there's can't, you can't cheat to get what you yeah, want. Okay, yeah. okay, so I'm sorry. So I guess there is a little, but like it's not worth an eleven minute sequence where no. it's not that entertaining. And then there's the other intro scene, which is in you know quote unquote present day in '84 and. It's just hokey shit that looks bad. Um, See, I'm in the opposite boat because I think I like the Themyscira intro way more than I liked 
the actual intro of the movie. <laughs> to me, I thought it had some energy and it kept me interested. And I at least visually it had some flair to it. And then I felt like as soon as they cut to 1984 with Wonder Woman in the mall, I was like, well, this is a completely fucking different movie. Yeah, I, I, I think I think both are really bad. <laughs> both are really bad interest in this movie because it completely changes the tone like from from the the first intro to the second intro. Yeah, well, that's true. I, I don't deny that it doesn't fit together. But for me, I just thought it had a little bit more energy. And it, it, if, <laughs> if that had a reason to be in the movie, I would give that to you, Chris. But that first thing is completely pointless. Yeah. It doesn't come back. It wasn't like for the Golden Eagle armor. Yeah. It, it was just like, we're going to be mean to a little girl and it's going to take us <laughs> 11 minutes. <laughs> uh, also, the so not counting that that you know, the, the other mall scuffle, the first real action scene is like an hour and 20 minutes into the movie. So, I mean, John, I don't know how much you've like read in terms of complaints, but like it's two and a half hours long. Nothing happens in it and it barely makes sense. Well, I did read somewhere though. A bunch of people were saying that, uh, that the bad reviews are due to people not watching it in a theater what the stupid shit is that <sighs> yeah that's all right so actually, <laughs> if that's gonna be the you're gonna have every time they get a bad <laughs> review for a movie you know what i'll fine. say this i'll say this i will argue that it doesn't help but that's not the reason why this movie's bad um dude if i saw this in theaters i'd be way more mad fuck yeah dude Walking out of that half-baked fucking two-and-a-half-hour slog fest. Why the hell? I mean, if anything, spending more money on this film is a bad idea. I think it fit perfectly for the streaming client. It's yes, perfect. I agree. I agree completely. I because like, uh, three hours long? Or because... Because it should, you shouldn't spend money on it. <laughs> like It's, it's long yeah. as fuck. It should, be, uh, if anything, be a, 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 some sort of bait to get people to get HBO Max. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so uh this is pretty interesting um but uh the these movies had different writers so wonder woman 2017 was written by uh alan heinberg with a story by Zack snyder alan heinberg the he the old uh comic book writer right he yeah. used to write wonder yeah he woman. wrote he wrote young avengers and i think wonder woman uh, and then this one was written by the director, Patty Jenkins and Jeff Johns. Oh, interesting. Uh, and the guy who, who brought blade to the TV screen. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, sticky fingers, sticky fingers. What the fuck happened to Jeff Johns, man? I think he just doesn't it's a corporate his, show his, now. His, oh. I, I just don't think yeah. his, uh, his work translates well to TV and movies. Yeah. That might be part of it. I, I think and again, it's WB saying, oh, this guy, you know, is really good at comic books. Let's just fucking milk his brain until until he's dry. You think he's spread too thin? Stuff. Probably. I mean, you see that happen all the time. I mean, that's yeah. you, you. I mean, we saw it happening to Scott Snyder, too. Um, yes. The tank's after, empty, I think, for yeah. him. Like that's uh, I, mean, I, I haven't yeah. I haven't written in I read written, I haven't read any <laughs> of his comics lately, so I don't know. No, but I mean, like towards the happen. end of when we were like 
reading comics religiously. It was like, oh, he's doing this too. Like he's got he had like eight books. Yeah, mainstream the mainstream Batman stuff was well, like I, I, think. I mean I mean in between writing comics and movies, he's also threatening Ray Fisher's career. It's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that takes up sixty percent of his energy. I, I, you I, cut it out, Ray. I'm trying no to fucking shame, write him telling the flight attendants not not to give Ray Fisher his food because they <laughs> lost the game that day. Yeah. I mean, get you eat. No shade to Mr. Fisher, of course. But. Do we do we all agree here that the script was the weakest element of this film? Yes, I agree. Uh, I have not watched it. <laughs> Dude, it's this is the most convoluted, asinine fucking movie. So is that really is that really Steve Trevor? Or was it you know? Yeah. Okay. So, oh, yeah. So we'll talk about unforced errors. Like it's this is com- a completely unnecessary, awkward thing. But Steve Trevor takes over the body of just some dude. What? And only Diana can see. So it's like Shao Hao. So it's like Shao Hao. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like some it fat, a- ugly. <laughs> no, he's dude. he's handsome too, but not Chris Pine handsome. Yeah, he's in the credits as handsome man. <laughs> basically, like Chris, he's like handsome, like he'd be Chris Pine stand in. He kind of looks like what I imagine Jeff Johns imagined himself back in the day. <laughs> oh yeah, I see it, handsome man. Yeah, he, looks like right? discount, he looks like a discount Superman, a discount uh, Henry Cavill. To be honest, yeah. Oh, he's definitely a discount. But like, this guy got to fuck Wonder Woman. And well, Wonder Woman fucks him. Oh, uh, okay. Because this dude, had, this dude had no idea. Really? Um, <laughs> they just used his body as as a yeah. masturbation tool. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So used like Wonder Woman's flashlight. That yeah. sucks. So, so the, sorry, the, handsome man. The awkward, <laughs> the awkwardness is like people are like, so did they basically? Did she basically just like rape this unwilling man's body. Like, That's what it sounds like to me? Because, because uh, John, the whole thing is there's it's a man. It doesn't count. Never mind. Yeah. Well, just, no, so John, the whole thing, the plot of the movie is is there's a wishing stone, uh, and the wishes are very much like monkey's paws. So she, as like, Steve Trevor points out, yeah. So she inadvertently <laughs> makes a wish. Yeah, Steve Trevor comes back. And, like, I don't know. It's just instead of just Steve Trevor appearing out of thin air, they do this weird plot where he takes over a body and then she sleeps with him. And then completely unnecessary. Well, I, I mean, mean, I think no, the core it's issue to have sex with Diana Prince, but okay. <laughs> the core issue here at the script to me is the logic of it. The logic of everything yeah. is completely off kilter and doesn't really set any type of boundaries or foundation on what it's supposed to be it's just so like by the seat of their pants almost what yeah and you're you're trying to follow what they're putting down and every time you're trying to like understand the rule because the thing is you know when you introduce like a wishing stone into your movie you you have to make it simple and understandable immediately and the entire time the movie keeps changing the rules it keeps moving the fucking field goal posts where you'll be like, okay, it's a stone that grants wishes, but it takes something from you. And then suddenly, somewhere in the movie, I don't even want to say the midpoint because this movie is so goddamn long. Um, fucking Max Lord, Pedro Pascal. The man- Mando. So the entire time, and, and 
Red Letter Media, I completely agree with what they said because this is where I thought it this was going too, where they were like, oh, okay, he's like a businessman. He's like a, he's like a, a 1980s Donald Trump type businessman. And he's going to make a wish where all of his oil, his, his, his poorly doing oil wells are finally going to, are going to go off and he's going to be super rich and he's going to be this super rich, big mega bad guy. And then he takes the stone. And he's like, I want to be the wishing stone. And right, like right there, I'm like, what? He So right out the gate, they start doing stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, so now he's the wishing stone. So people have to touch him to make wishes. But and then I think I would even like to clarify before this, the wishing stone had an impact on Kristen Wiig's character. Um, her being right. her wishing to be stronger, but then turning into a cheetah. Well, that was that was so when did she, she get two so, wishes. So that's the thing, right? This is where it starts making sense. She gets it's two like, wishes. Everybody gets one wish. Uh, and then Max Lord at some point says, I'm feeling generous and then gives her an extra wish. And then she says, I want to be an apex predator, an and apex then turns predator. into a cheetah. Um, right. Probably because she likes heels or something. Um, she saw she saw Diana Prince's heels. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> See, the, um, oh, man. Like, and, and at that point, you're like, okay, so now he's the wishing stone. But you don't see him again because now he's suddenly in Egypt. Yes. And, and you're like, why, so, is he, yeah. why is he in Egypt? The movement of the film, it, it just it doesn't make any logical sense because there are at the time actually doesn't make sense in the film because there is a point in time where they are celebrating <laughs> the Fourth of July and suddenly, then very suddenly suddenly and then at the end of the movie it's Christmas <laughs> or at the very least it's snowing. That's weird. Like, I can't. Uh, and then there's there's this weird plot with. Um, his son, Alistair, uh, Alistair, who, like, at one point, like, wished for his powers, and then Max Lord seems very freaked out about it, but then nothing happens. Yeah, that confused like, I, He's like, I wish, I wish for you, because it, it's kind of like, I guess it's like almost like a, a King Midas thing, where he has to touch you, and he's basically like, John, don't you wish for, like, what do you wish for? And they're like, oh, I wish for XYZ. And then in return, Max Lord, since he is now the stone, gets to take something from you he picks it but then his son wishes for something and he's like no no you can't do that and then his son like still does and then there's like this emotional beat and there's like a like a uh basically like some sort of like a music cue and you're like "Ooh, what happened like is mm. his son gonna die and then nothing just nothing happens oh my god like yeah. and it so, just never comes back so this this keeps going and it's just like you barely see wonder woman in this movie She's like, in her outfit for like, it's like three 10, scenes. 15 minutes. Yeah. And on like, top of that, she's depowered for what is to be about two hours of the film. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so since she wished for Steve Trevor, she'd lost what was most important to her. Her super Amazonian her, her, powers. Her powers. As opposed to like, which, oh, is that why others. she's in hiding for 30 years or whatever? No, no, she's no, she, that was she was just does. drinking and eating. Did they, did they go into that at all? Like, did they go? Nope, no. nope just well, wasn't wait, into helping, there, helping there the allies photo, with Hitler. Hold on, there was a photo where, like, there's a there's this weird photo of like, I, I don't know if it's her, but it's like it's definitely like a World War II photo, and I think it implies that she had done something during World, War, World II. War II photo. 
Yeah, I think because so, there's there's the original photo from the first movie, and then right. the, I don't, it looked like some sort of like holocaust imagery and i think it's to imply that is this from justice league or wonder woman no no this is 84 this is like when you first look at her apartment there's like i'd have to i i'll probably look for it a little bit after yeah find that because i'll try to find it but um uh, and then there's the gold armor which means nothing does not really oh she just has it wrapped up in newspapers in her apartment (laughs) yeah she has like you would a turd that you yes <laughs> he has this like, ancient armor which is supposed to be almost impenetrable it fought off uh, uh, fucking amazonians and she's keeping it in on a, like a, a coat rack wrapped in <laughs> yeah just, just wrap fucking yeah. treating it like black goliath in yeah. civil war and it's, <laughs> it's like it's like <laughs> it's like supposedly some uh famous amazonian that like stemmed the tide of of man she literally uh, says that this armor held back like the armor itself is so powerful that it was able to hold back yeah. the strength of amazonians and it obviously is not as we yeah. no 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 because <laughs> once she fights cheetah it immediately gets fucking ripped to shreds after the first fucking claw and also, you would think that if there's a plot about how her losing her powers, you'd be like, oh, that's why she needs the armor. But she already has her powers back by the time she gets her armor. And I know this sounds like a lot of nitpicking, but it's the plot of the movie. Like, yes, that's, that's, the, that's, the, part, that's the part that's weird, because it's like these things that seem like such small little things are like major beats in the film. Right. Where it'll I mean, be like Wonder Woman gets into a jet that is in the smithsonian and is just fueled it's just fueled at the smithsonian and steve and her take off to go to fly to egypt and she just suddenly goes my father taught me how to or my father made themiscara invisible and i think i can do that to this jet and you're like what? Sure. What is this fucking bullshit you're pulling out of your ass? Well, it's a, it's it's probably the most. I, I mean, exactly. what this, is. this is the same level of textual inconsistencies that happened on the last season of Game of Thrones. Like that's not nitpicking. Yeah, you're actually pointing out the logic of the show, which has already been set in stone, and destroying it with these episodes. This plot line that you're creating—it's bad plot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, essentially, right. it's like, okay, here's oh, the moment where we're going to, we're going we're gonna to give you the invisible jet. And you're like, oh, okay, that's cute. But like, it just very hand fisted, very awkward, very. It's, awkward. it's done in such a, we got to get this in the movie so, somehow. So, real quick, quick update 17 minutes, 48 seconds into the movie, there is a photo of her with, um, it looks like Hitler. Honestly, <laughs> arm in arm. I actually thought you were going to say Hitler. <laughs> no, no, she's rescuing Hitler. Uh, no, she's uh, she's like there's a photograph of her with some looks like freed Jews in some sort of camp. So she came towards the end. <laughs> she, just, she just showed up at the very end. Just what are you like guys up to? Oh. Just like America, baby, we want it. Um, so yeah, um, I actually, I, I somebody came up with a, a take, and at first I was like, eh, and then it really like the more I thought about it, the more it made sense. Was they're like. What they should have did was make Wonder Woman and um, oh my god, I can't Bar- uh, Cheetah. What's her name? Barbara. Yeah. Kristen they Wick. said they sh- yeah they should they said basically they should have made Kristen Wiig's character and Wonder Woman have essentially a relationship. 
And yeah. with yeah, that, that would have been that would have been more interesting. So with that, you're like, oh, because she's like, I'll never love again. That she meets this person and they connect, and then Steve does show back up. And however, you have to completely have. change Barbara's story in this film, though, for that. Yeah, you could, but I mean, yeah, but I mean, up. if you watch the scene, you, could, you should. Have, like, listen, <laughs> if, you watch, if you watch this movie, they have a cute meet. Like they almost like somebody knocks her over a paper. She helps her pick up. She asks her out for lunch. They eat lunch and they connect. And there's like, oh my god, Gal Gadot like, does the worst job of uh, laughing. Oh god, believably, <laughs> you are so funny. Oh no, I, I, so funny and oh, light god. and charming. She's not. A great I, mean, I, I, I I have a hot take here, and uh, people okay. disagree with me about this because you brought up acting. I thought Pedro Pascal was awful in this movie. I thought he was awful. I thought he I overacted. She's mad, right? But that's not good, Devin. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I I think it was a choice, and it was the bad choice. I I don't he, think he felt he he definitely felt like oh, this is going to be like a 1990s Batman movie. Okay, I'm going to be Two Face, right? And I like no, don't do that. Like don't do said, that. Yeah, like, that's such a, a redundant, already been done. Like the, the thing I hated about it was they tried to make him redeemable. Still, where it's like, well, oh, I mean, you know what? He's still a good dad at heart. Well, I mean, it's it's, like, nah, fuck it. Just make weird. him a shitty businessman. No, I'm sorry, Jeff Johns. Just because you're a businessman now, dog, <laughs> doesn't mean all businessmen have a redeemable side. The nah, message you take it. away from this movie is like this guy who generally loves his son learns to love his son. Like it's a weird, cause there's this big moment where, cause he's like a, you could probably say a somewhat uh, distracted father, but he's not, a, he's not like he doesn't like his son. He has a good relationship with his son. It seems like, just seems like he's not around. And then like, by the end of the movie, he's like, I love you. And I'm like, was that ever in question? Like, why is this a plot point? Like, why is it's this so like, weird one because of the it's last like, plot points in the movie? They've already established that he's a bad guy. He's he's a villain. He's like already yeah. doing shyster stuff. And then they introduce his son. Mm. Where but it's like, like, oh, I'm yeah. going to get this gem. I'm going to I'm going to get this wishing stone and I'm going to trick people. Ha <laughs> ha ha. Oh, by the way, I have a son who I love. Yeah, and, and I'm like, like, what? Okay. <laughs> what well, like, the I, fuck? Like, what do you want from me? Go, yeah, jammed go, in there. Okay. Yeah, just jammed in there. And then, of course, she's a moment where he's like, oh, my God, I, I, I'm too busy. I can't see my son. His son finds out. He hears it and he gets upset. Uh, and then by the end, he's like, oh, my God, I love my son. And I was like, was this ever in question? Like, why? Why? Why is this the big plot point of this movie? I guess um, it, it seemed like they tried really hard to make him a like a gray character and the way he was performing it and the way they wrote him, that was not the case at all. He's no. not morally gray at all. He's clearly the villain. Right. And, and even more so than Kristen Wiig. Barbara. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if you're going to build that up at least from the beginning, they did that with the oil fields and suckering people out of cash. There's no way I'm going to sympathize with someone like that. now. No, it's not going to happen. You know, this felt this felt like a CEO was like, "Can you make him somehow redeemable for us? For us other CEOs who are in the same spot with our son?" Yeah, please. Like Bezos jumped in, like, you know, this is not really true. You know, I think I'm a little too far. You know, I I spend time. I spend every other weekend with my son. I think it's ridiculous that you think I would grant wishes for people. (laughs) Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, and again, it, it's, it's nitpicky, but like, there's nothing really else to talk about in this movie because a lot uh, of it's nothing. There is a scene where Cheetah, um, oh, Jesus. So earlier in the movie, uh, Barbara 
gets accosted by like a, 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 a park bum molester and Diana saves her. And then later in the movie, the same molester dressed exactly the same. So, you know, it's him. <laughs> yeah. And, and he comes also, up and he tries to do business, but now she's got her cheetah powers. Yeah. Well, she's, she's got she's Diana building, powers. Yeah. She's she doesn't have her, cheetah powers yet. Yeah. And uh, there was also the uh, in, in almost invasion of the body snatchers like scene where every man on the street is saying, hey, baby, why don't you come over here? Come over here, Kristen Wiig. Um, <laughs> I'm not saying Kristen Wiig's not a beautiful woman, no. but what I'm saying is this is a, is a, a everybody, everybody cartoonish Pepe Le Pew street. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but during this scene, the 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 bad guy, the molester guy, like J- John, if I'm uh, I'm going to describe to you a scene, okay? Tell me what kind of music you would imagine being played during this. All right, uh, a woman fights back against uh, uh, a man who who tried to sexually. Uh, uh, rape, molest, the uh, molester. What would you uh, imagine? Dubstep comes to mind. I don't know. I don't know why. <laughs> something triumphant. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so, something something to be like. Oh, she's overcome. No, they play villain music during this scene oh, because she's weird. gone too. She's gone too far. <laughs> Is that a Patty Jenkins choice though? Who knows? I mean, she wrote the script. Apparently, according to every interview, she has no choices at all when she makes a movie. Everybody's deciding everything for this person. Every interview I read, Dark it was with Thor, Dark World. I didn't get to do this. I didn't get to do that. Well, I wonder what about the first Wonder Woman. She I didn't get to do this. That. I didn't get to do that. I didn't like the third act. By the way, I'll take I'll take all the accolades too. Stand up for yourself. <laughs> Stand up for yourself. You're an artist. Make these decisions. Oh, watch yeah, out. You're, they play, they play villain the, music whenever Patty Jenkins stands you're the director. up. You're the director, too. Right? Put your foot down. Say no. Yeah. So well, now she has a lot of clout now because of the first Wonder Woman. Like, I feel like. There. Yeah. Yo, absolutely. I feel like yeah, she I mean, made those calls. Right. Yeah, she did. And she added an uh, an extra superfluous intro. I don't know, man. It sounds <laughs> like, like I'm not cutting this. It sounds like she doesn't want to take credit for a bad It's a lot of weird choices that are like strung together in like a really ham fisted film. As Devin said, yeah. And imagine if Ryan Coogler couldn't make any decisions for black Panther. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With an organization that was strictly against having minorities at all. And superheroes. Yeah. He yeah. stood up and made fucking black Panther. He made black Panther right. a fucking, uh, a fucking, um, like a, an African pride movie. Like there was no movie more African than black Panther. I'm like not gonna say it was the number and it was the number was the one best movie, movie, or yeah, the most. The yeah, did that make the most money that year? Wait, uh, uh, Endgame yeah. came out too, right? Before Endgame, it was. Yeah, yeah, it, it was, was number like, two. It was like bill. They made a billion in like a month or some shit, right? Yeah, like, no, I'm sure. Yeah, Coogler had to follow some rules to stay within the continuity. Yeah, but you know, if they said, "Oh, this is too African for that," he would he would walk off the set. <laughs> Right. You know, like if if they tried, because like, did you ever see that that thing where he breaks down the the one scene, and he yeah. actually makes one of the tribal flags using the colors of the wardrobes of the of Black Panther and the and the two the two uh, his two lieutenants or whatever that were with him. Yeah, like that kind of shit's like you know. But John, imagine that scene, and but imagine putting a fucking like villain song. <laughs> over it. That's what Patty Jenkins did. Oh, God, here comes Black Panther. He's gonna ruin everything. <laughs> that's what the music would imply. Oh, it's that, oh, that bad boy, Black Panther. <laughs> that's funny. Like, 
it's just yeah okay so john uh this whole thing is with wishes you imagine that wonder woman would have to do something big and triumphant in order to set things correct right yeah of course oh no so what happens is this (laughs) She runs away from Steve Trevor while screaming, I renounce my wish. I renounce my wish. And things just go back to normal. Easy. Well, wow. she gets it. Really? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am selling it short. I am selling it short. So Max Lord decides to talk to a really bad Ronald Reagan impersonator uh, who just happens to have a bunch of charts behind him with satellites. And then he goes, what is this? What is these charts? And they're like, oh, that's for our new program that touches everyone in the world with satellite beams. And then he's like, take me to the satellites. Oh, well, and then also, he makes also, a speech. The whole, thing, the whole thing is Maxwell has to touch you to, to make the wish. So he goes, does it touch? <laughs> like, like, well, I'm not a scientist, but I guess it's how they explained it to me. Yeah, like they would out of way be like, oh, well, this won't hold up unless we explain this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so Max Lord is, is granting everyone's wishes, but also taking away from them. And the world is being corrupted and ruined. And Wonder Woman tries to fight him, but he's too strong. His wishes are too powerful. Wishmaster. Wonder Woman... Wonder Woman snakes her lasso during a speech she gives about truth against his leg or something. Mm. And then he's like, I gotta go see my baby. I renounce my wish. And then everyone in the world renounces their wish. <laughs> it's Everybody. really fucking you know, dumb. You know who renounced their wish, John? Bruce Wayne, when he wished for his parents to come back. That's true. It's the second uh, time. They show I that? I heard it. They, no. they show it. Yeah, they show it. <laughs> Not oh, yet. did you not see the uh, the the Snyder cut? I didn't I think, see the Snyder cut of it. Yeah, so. I, well, it wasn't Bruce Wayne like a thirty-five-year-old man in '84 because he's like sixty in, I in current day. I well, in, in Joker, which was like the '70s, he's a ten-year-old boy. Uh, who knows? So is this the new concept? I don't know. Who knows, guys? Well, you know what? I, ten I think- out of ten. <laughs> What we can take away from all of this, including with Justice League coming out, the, the new Snyder cut, is that Warner Brothers is kind of fed up with this universe as as we are. Yeah, no, man. Have you seen my have you seen my latest hashtag, Chris? <laughs> bring back the oh, Snyderverse. A... Yeah, I've you seen bring it back. You did it. <laughs> I want it back. Can you fucking believe it? Like the tomato you know what? That I mean, I, I can't remember who said this. I'm sure some of us said it, but it's like you give him an inch, he'll take a fucking mile. It's like, all right, here's your Snyder cut. And they're like, no, no, no. We want the whole thing back. Like, we want you to change all your movies to the movies where nobody likes them, critically bombs, barely make their money back. We want all that stuff back as well. Yeah, they're not going to give up after Snyder cut. It's just going to get worse. Uh, uh, you know what? They're going to get empowered by it because now the language is already in in motion for that because you read things like Wonder Woman 1984 and reviews from the people that are actually fans of the DC Extended Universe or DC Snyderverse or whatever. And they're like, no, this won't be good, but at least we'll get the Snyder cut. Like it's now reinforcing (laughs) that they're going to like it regardless of anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it gives them the excuse now to like it again. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm just going to mention this because I I was like triggered when I read this. Uh, So there was an article in the New York Times about uh, with uh, Walter Hamada, the guy who's been like the guy behind DC Phelps, because obviously he's been doing a bang up job. And essentially, he kind of explains their entire future business process. 
and it's so soulless and mechanical and it just like hurt to read uh essentially and like listen i'm not saying that disney doesn't do the same thing but disney is willing to give you a little sizzle with the steak right they're willing to throw the facade up right they're willing to be like you know they're willing to create the illusion like walter hamada is like he says basically i think there's a quote saying uh you know with every movie that we're looking at now, we're thinking, well, what's the potential max spinoff? Because there's ideas where movies are going to have max spinoffs. Oh, I mean, uh, that's, that's actually, um, you misspelled that, Devin. It's supposed to be max with two X's. It's going to be a max right. based on the MTV uh, series, the max. Yes. Finally. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, and, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he goes on, he goes on, he goes on to explain. So every movie and additional superhero films, two annuals, the goal uh, some will go to Max, some will have theatrical releases. Things that will go to Max are things like Batgirl and Static Shock. I mean, uh, they d- they're doing that with the Peacemaker show. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, and then he then he starts digging into make all these storylines work. They're going to introduce the multiverse. Like this is a fucking New York Times article talking about the so, multiverse. When Suicide you know Squad two comes out, they're going to milk that fucking movie. Oh, dude, dude, it's going to completely okay. change the way they approach their movies because that's how they that's how they approach every movie that's successful or popular. Where it's like, oh <laughs> fuck, hit oh, the this, brakes. This we works. have to change our entire fucking this plan. Works. Oh, everything has to be like this now. Yeah, this no, but but it's like it's like okay, so we're gonna get. Uh, cyborg. We're gonna get the cyborg movie. I don't know. Could it get a max spinoff? Well, if it creates this, if it hits this fucking this uh, this certain amount of money that it makes, then it's just automatically gonna get you know a max spinoff. It's like so mechanical and like you know what? It's like the it's like the NFL or the NBA. Like if you do so well at your job, you get a bonus. Yeah, it's just like this weird, you. gross stat tracking. Like, listen. Again, I know the same thing is going on at Disney, but like Kevin Feige will be like, you know what? We came out when we came out with the movie fucking uh, She-Hulk. We were blown away by the response. And you know what? This side character, we were so surprised by how much everybody loved her coming next year. The Disney Plus spinoff. Right. And you're like, oh, my God, that's so cool. It's like a gift. And like we all know in the back end, they're like, oh, people like this person. Let's just oh, we see money in this and, and it's invested. But Kevin Feige will come out, give you the fucking dog and pony show. And that's all I want. Well, Devin, I'll tell you what, man. I think they're going to not only – it's going to be worse than that. I think they're going to synthetically in, introduce these characters and make them oh, big. Yeah, like dude. fake the love of these characters so they could spin them off into all these other TV shows. Like that's the scary part of all of this. Yeah. We're like, oh, well. Um, I, I mean, it's like weird because on some level I'm like I really like – even though the movie hasn't come out, I really like just the idea that – uh, James Gunn was like bored during COVID and he's like, I want to make a show based off this weird character played by John Cena. And like, again, that's like the concept in, in, in at work. But it's like, well, that gets a pass because I like James Gunn and maybe I shouldn't be giving it a pass, but whatever. Well, that and John Gunn. Cena is like more, it's completely super. Yeah, I, I like too. John Cena. That character seems amusing and funny. And, and like, it totally seems kind of cool. like organic and it comes. Yeah, it seems like- organic. And then they're like, no, they're like, we're going to take that model we're just gonna fucking mechanize it and it's just gonna be strings of numbers and uh you know it's money ball with with superheroes <laughs> mm. movies yeah 
good. That's so, a good explanation. Upsetting. <laughs> so get excited for Buana Beast the movie twenty twenty two. KG Beast baby, getting his own Max spinoff. But anyway, Space so, Cabby. Yeah, it, it's who knows, right? It's just I was I was pretty crestfallen when I read that article. I was like, well, this just takes all the fucking fun out of it. Yeah. Pop. You popped it. You popped that bubble. Yeah, yeah you really popped my bubble. We, uh, we all have a rating in mind for this film. Mm. Let's do it. Let's slam these ratings down. I'm going to give it a kill. Not I an aggressive kill. kill. Just yeah, kind of like a... Guys a are a bunch of misogynists. Kill, kill, kill. I will also give it a kill. I can't give it a rating. I didn't watch it. That's fair. But if I were, I probably Did not give you a kill. <laughs> did not complete MIA missing. <laughs> Let's talk about a movie that I think we all watched. Let's talk about Disney Pixar's Soul. Oh man, interesting so, movie. I like this. Also came out the same day. As yeah, I watched. I watched that instead, and I'm glad I did. Better choice. A better choice of film to watch. Very enjoyable overall. Yeah, you know this was uh this was an, a nice film that had something to say I think, something um, uh something positive to stay, say without being overbearing about things out of people's control and i think that's like that's a good message to send same thing with inside out you could tell it's in the same vein yeah right? yeah definitely. right where inside think, out it was like it's it's okay to feel feelings right right it, this this um the theme of this movie is essentially you don't you don't need to define yourself by what you you're good at it's enjoy the small things yeah that's what i took away right. i mean yeah, yeah. Totally. yeah like it's so easy to kind of fall into a, a rock where you think you're only good at one yeah thing you think you're you think you're destined right. to be one thing and well, maybe, yeah focus 100 percent on that and it's it, really it's not healthy that's not how really, to yeah it's not you're, how to living, live. you're living life with blinders on yeah, yeah, exactly. Eating a slice of pizza was, um, is just as important as playing the piano. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I mean, the way I took that away is I'm a maestro. That's no. the message I took away when it comes to pizza. Yeah, pooping. You know what? Sometimes when you just poop and you're like, I only had to wipe like three times. That's when you go in the zone, Devin. That's when, <laughs> yeah, that's when I. That's when you can find me in the in the zone space or whatever. I kind of like the aesthetics of this too. It had like a very kind of postmodern thing going on. Yeah. yeah, there's there's some fun experimental stuff too. When when they're just like traveling through like fucking voids and shit. Yeah. And even like the 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 designs of some of like the conceptual characters in the soul. Yeah. Like, that was really neat. Like yeah, really interesting. And really I will say uh, oh, go on. I heard uh, I heard a complaint and I kind of agree with it. Um, Tim, what did you say? Uh, you know, I just think they nailed Colossus. Uh, no. <laughs> so the complaint I heard was like, this is like almost too adult for Pixar. Like, this is like. I was going to say that. Inside Out is like, there's. That's valid. There's sadness. There's a big red guy and he's angry. And, he's, and I'm not saying like, I need that as, a, as, a, as an adult. But like, I was kind of watching this movie and it. I, I don't want to say it wasn't fun, but I, I it found I found myself looking for the fun. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it resonates like a little bit more than I would have in like a normal Pixar movie. I also feel like the the um the, the themes resonate more with you know people. In yeah, the like what? 
you know, right. No, yeah, no, I, like a, I think a, it hits. It hits a, like eight year old's going to take from this. It hits perfectly for our age because I feel yeah. like there's a lot of jokes in there. Like the one joke that stood out to me was like Souls. The New York <laughs> next one. Oh, <laughs> Souls. <laughs> That's a really good joke, though. It was incredible. <laughs> oh, um, <God. laughs> I've been messing with this team for decades. I was like, oh, my God. It's uh, really cute. Um, no, the, the joke where so a whole a thing falls down on a bunch of souls and it looks like they get crushed and they're like, oh, my God, look at those souls. And Tina Fey perks up like, oh, no souls get crushed here. That only happens on Earth. Right. And to yeah. me, that's a joke that like we're going to get. Yeah, no yeah, totally. kid is going to understand that. Kid turns to their parent and is like, wait, are wait, you saying wait. my soul's going to be crushed? <laughs> what? What the fuck, mom? What the fuck? <laughs> Why did you take me to a theater to see this? <laughs> We're in the middle of a pandemic, mom. It's fine. It's fine, John. <laughs> Actually, no, it's streaming exclusively. It wasn't even in theaters. Oh, you're right. Unlike Wonder Woman 84, <laughs> which you know someone went to see in theaters. It made some money. It made some money. Made like Vanilla Ice and the Beach Boys. I can't believe people went. <sighs> well, I did. I saw it twice. <laughs> the box <laughs> office is dropping off, though. I think word of mouth is starting to get around. Yeah, yeah. Well, sense. that's the other thing. Like, also, it's not good. Yeah, that makes sense. But, uh, but yeah, Soul, Soul is um, like, like, not only does it does it have like the cool like experimental postmodern looks to it when you're when they're in like that the 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 afterlife um, soul that soul creator soul chamber that's what they called it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like when when it's in like real the real world, like aside from like you know the the Pixarification of the way they make people look, so that way there's no like uncanny valley. Like this movie like looks really good. Like, yeah. like everything kind of looks like super photorealistic. Like that pizza looked real. Like, oh, yeah. like it, it's like shocking. It's shocking when you look back at Toy Story with how how far we've come. Mm. In, in in animation uh you know there's like there's like there's like the fun dichotomy of like uh-oh now now he's in a cat and tina Fey's in his body and they're like you know trying to like pilot a mech almost and she can only hear him you know talking where everybody else hears the cat you know yeah, the cat right freaking yowling out. and freaking out I guess this is, I, this is a fun movie, and I think it's got yeah. some some nice things about it. I think it. it in a way it almost jumped around like a little too much for me in, in a way. Just because I think like, some of the jokes are are, and I described well, it earlier as like Family Guy esque, where it'll be like it's it's, and I'm trying to think of something else that does that. It's where referential. It, it, will, it will do like smash cuts to to outside things. Yeah, they, yeah, it, it, it is referential. It's, um, it's very much referential, and I it, I get it. And you know, I'm not a, totally against that. No, me neither. When I say Family Guy, it sounds like a negative. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a positive version of that. Um, um, yeah, I know what you're saying. Though. Like, I it does kind of lean on that a bit much. That style of humor. No, but I, I didn't hate that. I didn't. I didn't hate when Soul did it. I think I think they they did it decently. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of mean like all the trailers. I'm like, okay, it's about this guy who shouldn't be dead. Who's hanging out with this little soul blob thing, and then it's like, oh, it's, I, I kind of was like, oh, it's gonna be him about him trying to get back to his body, and then it's like, lo and behold, he gets back to his body through this like other form, this kind of soul 
sailing space. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then he's back in his body. And then all of a sudden it turns into like a, in a way, like a comedy about a, a body switch movie with a talk like to cat. too many good ideas at once that yeah yeah like i i think i had heard that this movie went through a lot of iterations and i feel like it again like i think a lot of these could have worked it was just like i kind of got brave vibes when the movie switched over like that and i don't know if anyone else has seen brave but like i really <laughs> I don't, don't like that movie <laughs> Brave is awful. Brave awful. is terrible, dude. Um, but no, again, it, like I and again, I guess in a way, it was me just maybe going like I thought the movie was this, and now we're here, and are we going to go back? Well, and I guess I'll tell not. you what, I I, I think it. I, some Pixar movies could be, and I'm not saying this is terrible, but they're a bit formulaic because we know where these characters are really going to end up in their journeys, right? Right. This one kind of threw a wrench in in the works. You know, it, I didn't expect this flip. In the film, I kind of thought it was actually going to be about more about music in general, but this is it was different, and I didn't expect it. And it's a, I didn't expect it, and it was a good thing. Mm. Um, it wasn't like a complete surprise, and then there's no substance to it. No, there's there's actually a good deal of substance to what they did with this twist. I guess I think I think the comparison with Inside Out is very apt, as they they they're both kind of about human things, like in, in, internal human. Uh, uh, feeling sensations uh, um, and being emotion, and, and, and I like this. I think more than Inside Out. I think Inside Out's a great movie, but I, I, I don't know. I just kind of liked what this one is. In in the Pixar, we're making a movie that would probably be shown at Epcot Center films that they have made. Yeah, I think I like this one more than Inside Out. I think that's fair. I think yeah, I think I agree with you. Um, but again, I also feel Inside Out appeals more to a younger crowd, and this one totally resonates with with our age group, right? More than than a child. So, now, do, you, do you consider that kind of a failure, or is that? I don't know because that's the thing. Like you know, I kind of respect that. I, I mean, I time, think this year you know? is the perfect movie for this year to or twenty twenty. I should say is the perfect movie for this year. I mean, twenty twenty one as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Like because I guarantee you a lot of parents had to explain death to children this year. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I imagine like, you know, you, sh- you can show. So it means when you get I'm sick, saying that this if is you get tool. sick, you'll, um, you'll come back in the form of a, you'll come it back and then get... you'll be a pet. Right. Yeah. It starts a dialogue. It, it helps. It, it, it's, I imagine for, for kids, it could be a, a an easy uh, an easy way to ease them into that conversation um yeah there was a part when they are on the escalator and there's no one on it and then suddenly when he tries to run down it there's like thousands and thousands of people in my head i was like oh there's covid that was covid yeah <laughs> there they are there's the, there's jesus the Trump christ virus. steve that is too remotely go into my brain i feel like um i feel like that's a good thing when they're just making a good movie and they don't have a targeted audience that they're trying to you know just appeal to to just kids because it's a disney pixar movie you know? right. They're not going to slap this on a lunchbox. It so also shows kinda... their versatility. They're able to tell. I mean, they yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that they do. They do stuff like this because they, they know they understand what, you know, what their movies 
what their movies can do to adults as well yeah. to kids you know, i mean they've been doing it for how many years now and they yeah. you know I think it's kind of old hat to say, oh, Pixar makes movies for kids and adults. We all know that. We're there. Yeah. That's what they're known for at this point. Yeah, you know? the fact that they, they would take it a little step farther and be like, yo, 30-year-olds, 30-year-old, 30 you know, I hate to say this, millennials. <laughs> Y'all who saw, who saw yeah, Toy Story 1 in theaters. Yeah, don't sit there and watch you. fucking Casey Neistat YouTube videos and think that, that your calling is you have to be a, a filmmaker. Or else you failed, you know, or, or don't, don't look at, you know, influencer culture and, and think that that's what you're meant to do. Like you, I feel like, especially this day and age with, with everything going on, everybody's connected. Like people kind of lose sight of, of what's important. And uh, I think that's, you know, and the important, what they said, the important stuff is not what you become. It's, you know, it's how, it's how you. How you live. How you live. And that, mm -hmm. that's the most important message to convey. And I feel like that that's a good message to to give to and you know, and some kids are gonna some some children might come away getting the right message and some might not, and it's okay. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, again, Pixar is good at making movies that you can watch later on in your life and have a completely different outlook on on what the message was. I'm you know, one of those people who too, like watching a movie another time. I see stuff I miss and I appreciate like the movies I watched for Galani's Gauntlet. I've seen them a lot, but seeing them more of a critical eye, I see more. Yeah. And I find more to be interested in and it, it makes me respect the movie even more. So I'm all about like multiple viewings of good, totally. of, of good movies that maybe should be great, you know? Yeah, and even, even in different stages of your life as well. It's like, you know, I watched Terminator two in the theater as a fucking like seventh grader or whatever. I appreciate it more as an adult. I think. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, there are things that, you know, that I probably just didn't even walk away with, you know, watching Wait, that. You movie. watch Terminator two as a seventh grader. In the I don't know. I don't know. What, what year did that come out in? Anyone. Oh, so that was what? Was that third grade for me then? <laughs> I was gonna say. I, no, like, I, would, I watched yeah. it. In, I did watch it in the theater though, Terminator Two. Yeah, I, I, I'd okay. caught one of those like, oh, it's it's out for like the month of of October or something like yeah, that. Was but craziest thing how they used to market yeah. R-rated movies to children. Wow. <laughs> you know what? I didn't. You know, I didn't grow up being an ultra violent fucking yeah, crazy really person. Right. You know. You know. You know what though? He, you know, I'll, I'll say this kind of going back. I. uh I definitely do feel like uh, I was affected watching this at home, though. Like I was, I was distracted a lot when I was trying to watch mm. this movie. Same with Wonder Woman, actually. Um, I just kept looking at my penis. I mean, <laughs> I was like, this thing's just there. Thing's just do something. <laughs> just smacking it around. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I was like, I just wasn't in the mode, you know. Well, um, I, I watched Wonder Woman 1984 with my dad, and we just kept dunking on it. And we, like, yeah, we but but even <laughs> that, yeah, I guess in a way that's a good thing. But and like, I was watching through the window, and I was like, "Can you guys keep it down? Shut up, Steve. Go home. Nobody loves you." Why want you pretend we're at the movies? <laughs> I don't know what that voice was. <laughs> <laughs> you down in front um yes devin i'm sorry <laughs> this is a fuck guys that's what i'm giving it uh i'd say fuck yeah i would say fuck yeah as well. i would say fuck too i would say fuck feels weird saying fuck 
does or, fuck uh, this such, a, such an endearing gonna, movie. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be critical. You gotta, yeah. have a critical eye, man. You can't, can't give Marys to everything, right? Sorry, sorry, dog. You know what? Maybe you shouldn't have made onward Mary for us. Maybe, maybe I would give onward a Mary. I think I gave that a Mary. You can't uh, make Coco one remember, year, yeah. and then make that. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it must be. Yeah. Wait, did God, you? What a goddamn great movie that is. That's yeah, the next Coco. one. Coco was so underrated. Did anybody cry during Soul? I did, I did a little bit. There are like, some parts in there. That, I did not. That, that I didn't either. I said, I what say. is the point? But then again, I wasn't fucking distracted like a fucking immature Dude. sixth grader. I mean, like, say if, if up movie, is the, the crying on the vacuum in the next room and you're like, this is if, if up is the most cryingest Pixar movie ever it's made. It's not. Coco is. Are you kidding me? Cars I think Coco is way. I think Coco is way harder. <laughs> think Cars 3 Coco. is the least. The least cryingest movie. Coco <laughs> didn't do shit for me. I said, I hope this whole family Seriously? Died. No. You, no. Wow. Shut up. You know what? That's so annoying, dude. Coco is like. <laughs> Coco is a movie that you can't. That we can't even. Yeah, I mean, Coco is. can't even sad. show my sad, nephews right now still because because the adults can't handle it. Because it's so <laughs> Dude, I ugly cried after Coco. I'd say this hit the middle. 20 minutes. That. Of that of that boundary, Coco or up as the highest, and and uh, Cars mm. three. Yeah. Cars three is the lowest. We're gonna watch Cars three and just fucking. I also, cried, I also cried watching Wally, so I don't know if you oh, guys did. I did. Wally might be when yeah, there's a particular moment. I think it's just up hit so hard in the beginning. Yeah, yeah up is like mm-hmm. we didn't you didn't know because we saw it on opening night. I think right, dude. We saw it yeah. first day. Yeah. I, yeah, I expected it, but I didn't expect it that. Soon and yeah, I was like, "What? What are we watching here? What the fuck? What yeah, is going went, on?" They went in. They went oh. in on you. Jesus Christ, man! Hmm. I mean, I knew like there was potential for sadness, but that was rough. I feel. I mean, I don't know. You I'll, know, maybe maybe this is just me, but uh recently I've been a big pussy. <laughs> I watch stuff. Hey, man, I know what that's like. I, there's a lot of movies that I've been. That, that were on the Galani Gauntlet that that shed I shed a few tears. Yeah, you know, I mean, Breaking Waves, Breaking the Waves, man. I was mm-hmm. crying like a baby at the end of that movie. It's, really it's weird though because it's like movies that like I've watched many a times before too. Terminator too. Yeah, and I'm like, just live, just let him go to Mexico with the boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have to go into the lava. That's not, that's not the dialogue. I remember that's the quote. Yeah, that's the direct quote. No, you got to put me in the lava, so my hand will come out. Cool. Cut all the skin off, but we had to throw the robot in. <laughs> yeah, man. Some from stuff that's a little harder because you're not really around. Just give them time to. Yeah, yeah especially things, that, especially. You know? Because your friends and, and your family, yeah. you know what? Yeah, that's the thing. Bit, be a little cathartic around them. Let your guard down. Be a little more. We're all fun. turning into sissies because nobody's here to make fun of us when we. I'm I'm sitting at a, I'm sitting at a table right now alone with four body pillows with oh. your faces on each of them. <laughs> Steve, you gotta. Get which one do you Which one do you fuck first at night? Oh, Jesus. Why don't you tell me? <laughs> Why don't you tell me who I'm fucking tonight? <laughs> we go down these these roads, these alleys that lead into the darkest places of our souls. And Steve has to make a decision who you fuck first. 
not up to us. Not to him. That sounded, that sounded like such legitimate things until you fucking put <laughs> Well, we always do it. And then, you know, we laugh about it at the end, but it's your decision, Steve. Somebody's um, gotta fuck somebody's gotta fuck one of our pillows. <laughs> no, Chris, because you put it so eloquently, oh, it's gonna be you it. It. I just had this visual of Chris laying on his pillow and just hearing a gross crunch. <laughs> what the fuck is this? What the fuck? Why is there frosting all over my pillow now? Did somebody make some spunk on my pillow? <laughs> okay, so We're that's our review. Find of soul. Out who did this. Yeah. <laughs> that's our soul review. Um and then the final uh review. And did we watch? Did we watch this all to completion? Yeah, I did. Yes. Okay, I wa- I finished it last night, three a.m. Chewing through my bed, I just you I chewed had, through I your had, bed. I had like my my quilt, my quilt, like my comforter oh, in my. Wait, mouth you're wearing the, like, the comforter I gave you? No, this was like oh. my weighted blanket. Okay, because I was right. just like I was so into the drama. Do you pretend, oh, let me ask a question about your weighted the, blanket, Devin? Okay, do you pretend your piccolo? And like wrap it around oh. you like Piccolo does. <laughs> I have, you know what? This is oh, why really? I haven't. This is why I haven't. That's a good idea, though. Um, <laughs> so there's two things. One, I saw a video of a girl like throw it up in the air and just try to like have it land on her, and it went terribly for her. Oh, uh, that's gonna hurt. Yeah, right? She gave oh. herself bad whiplash, and I was like, oh, that's terrible. Uh, and the second thing is that weighted blankets are pretty hard to clean and like i don't like the idea of me just wearing it and then throwing it in on my floor and then picking it up yeah, how do you clean that what do you do yeah, I, I don't know i i wouldn't i just do you I, take it I outside and beat it I, <laughs> I feel like i'd have to hand clean it like i hand wash beat like, the dust uh, out of it like the the cum dust to that forms that's what they used to do back in the day right they used to beat the cum out of their blankets <laughs> all the dorito chip it's <laughs> coming off of Devin's. Just it's just orange now. All right, just I'm like Cheetos. Um, yeah, no, but but basically, I was watching now. it just basically chewing. We're talking about Cobra Kai season three, by the way, which debuted January first. Oh yeah, first, oh. the first new thing from twenty twenty one. Best show of the decade, right? Does this count? Decade starts in twenty one. How's that count? Is it, is it the twenty? Is it zero <laughs> is or one? Question. I've, I've actually, true. I've actually been asking one, myself. I've been Seinfeld. No, it starts in twenty twenty because okay, two thousand you know to two thousand nine is ten years, and that. Hey, John, yeah, but the, the thing is, the calendar didn't start on zero. The calendar started year one. Did it? Isn't that what they were saying? Isn't that the argument? You know what? I, I thought it started. Here's well, the that's the case. Doesn't matter because it's still the best show ever. Could have started in 1995. <laughs> best show ever. Right. Oh, best show in 1995, dude. Frazier was on. You fucking madman. Yeah. How many? How many fucking? How many karate kicks were happening in Frazier? Okay. Have you it. watched Frazier, dude? Hold on. I was about to say that. <laughs> I guess right, that's a man. fair point. He may be fair point. Sure. He's also punching all the time. Always punching. He's the crease of fucking <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Um, so Cobra Kai debuted, um, season three, and this is, this is the first new season that's been on Netflix because originally season one, two. Yeah. And YouTube. you can tell cause somebody's dropping F-bombs in this one, even though that's oh, yeah. not really well, a Netflix F-bombs thing. The There's one F-bomb in, in season F-bomb. three. Yeah. Kids are saying, I want your big dick. I think it's Bert. Uh, no, no. I'm sorry. It's, Bert. 
It's who the, the fuck is Bert? Bert's the kid. <laughs> uh, Bert's the kid who just like wants to be friends with animals, and then bad things happen to him. Oh, <laughs> well, you know kid. that kid's name? I, I Google kid because I love him. You talking about the, the kid who got Clarence? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then he went to pet a cat, and they got thrown through. Oh, apparently, they had, apparently they had an F bomb in season two too. I'm, I'm looking. Oh, stuff never up. mind. Yeah. YouTube. Because the one, some... like, regardless, in season three, he's like, they beat the fucking shit out of me, and I was like, oh my god, that's that's blue. Uh, blue so for Cobra, Kai. gonna be some spoilers for season three. Um, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, I personally, I think I want to keep it. I'm going to keep it light on my side. Oh, I'll say this though. You know, I'm going to say I'm going to get this out of the way real quick. <laughs> there is not a show alive right now that I will give more passes to than Cobra Kai. Uh, I'm like, so what if the choreography's not great? I love it. Who cares if the acting's a little dramatic and like overly dramatic and the plot's like getting silly? I still love it, baby. I mean, that's. That's the whole charm of it, I think, is the the drama, the angst. You know, it really is. That's uh, where I tune out completely. <laughs> How? Like, I, I, I'm sorry, but like, jo- the character Johnny Lawrence is torn between his student and his son, and there's both viable reasons for why he should and should not spend time with them. Like, how does that not? entertain you because i don't like, like johnny I, lawrence. i'm injecting I that right into my jo- i haven't liked johnny lawrence since the first season of the show i never i never liked him i think he's a he's a complete idiot and a pretty much a failure in every way and it's his own fault most of the time so it's like I, I, but he also understands that and he's learning to be better i know but it's frustrating i find him you. very charming i do i really i find him to be charming I he's charming kind of a scumbag. And like when like he's him. like when he just says, "Hey, your legs are still pussies." Like I love that stuff. <laughs> I listen. I laugh at him, but there's always like it's like I laugh at Steve Carell or as uh, at, uh, what's his name? Not Steve Carell. His character on The Office. I'm laughing at him, Michael Scott, because he's an idiot, and I don't ever agree with him, but I still kind of like him he's likable i get sure. i don't get it i don't see what's likable about johnny lawrence at all and oh. not only that the show kind of vaults him up as a hero when he has really terrible philosophies on everything <laughs> like I everything. Think, well i think the show in general um does a very light amount of pushing back against pc culture that's true like when they're like hugs not kicks or whatever or something like that and then, like Dude, that sock talking game, about that sock game was amazing. Yeah, and then that was my favorite, <laughs> favorite part. They, they're just straight up fucking battle. They're just straight up like, fucking destroying each other on the field. Yeah, because contact. And then Hawk says, like, "Hey, we should stop all aggressions, micro and macro." And he's like, clearly just making fun of it. And it's like, yeah, like I, again, it's like I I appreciate the pushback to that that concept. That actually made me feel like the way a lot of right wing uh, like Ben Shapiro types actually act where when they're f- suddenly brought into light, they suddenly are like, Oh no, I didn't. Oh no, I was in my safe space. Oh, totally, like totally like, like that was definitely yeah. like in my head, the, the angle they were taking for that. Um, and I, I want to point out something that I think is excellent in this show. And that is the fucking, the talent. Cuts. No, I think this show has some excellent cuts in it. Like, mm. oh, yeah, there's one, uh, 
It's got some amazing smash cuts. I'll tell you this. There was that one where was it lift? It was like you need a lift, and then they they cut to something that said lift. They on cut it. to the gas station. Um, <laughs> uh, there's a there's a shot that is oh. like a perfect match cut from Karate Kid Two. Oh yeah, that is you're right. And it's like yeah, where it's like his face as a child, and then it's like his. They must have done some. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, like, well, you know what, like, Steve? Perfect. You know what helps is like it's the same guy too. I was no, like, I know that, but like, <laughs> just like getting those shots are fucking hard. Same like right. trying to like match up like a thirty-five-year-old shot. Yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like the, there's the scene where um, Crease has um, Crease has the fucking tenant's finger in the fucking cigar mm-hmm. cutter, and then it smash cuts to the fucking like just cutting a hot dog. I'm like, yeah. these are really good. That's a good one. These cuts are really good. That's like some like Edgar Wright type shit, you know. This is like this is like they got rid of the YouTube editor and they brought in a Netflix editor. <laughs> they brought and in also Chris, Chris. I think yeah, I think David Fincher. Of- I think David Fincher uh, directed a couple of these episodes. Right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's like, well, now that I'm not doing, you know, that show everybody loves, Mindhunter. Let me just do some Karate Kid. <laughs> oh, guy. You know, what? Uh, like, I do think, like, I do think we took some of your, your criticisms, Chris, from season two. You think so? Because they got rid of weird beard guy. Yeah. I fucking you talk about Stingray. Yeah, Stingray. Stingray. I love Stingray. And Aisha. Yeah, they heard Chris's comments. I was I, bought that Aisha wasn't back. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, read I think Stingray was thing. almost too silly. Yeah, he didn't oh, belong in that show at all. Well, they said apparently he's the one. They were like, oh, he's arrested. He's he's that man's not even allowed to be around kids. I'm not really. It's not so much that I'm focusing too much on like the reality of the situation. Right. That's out the door. I I know. No, no, I, I understand. It's more like I don't know if I can really soak up the sentimentality and the nostalgia as much. Like that's really. I always bounce off that shit. I, I have a very hard time with that in this as well because I think they're doing such a, I think they're doing such a good job with telling the story they are now that whenever it's like oh let's go back to the girl from Karate Kid two and let her magically help uh, Daniel San or how about we go back to uh, the girlfriend from Karate Kid one and let her help. Um. Uh. 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 Heal uh, Johnny and make him Johnny better a better man. Yeah, yeah. It's like instead of like the magical black guy, they've got like the magical ex girlfriends in this show. <laughs> of course, yeah. And, well, and where, like, where, Dan- where Daniel son is emotionally cheating on his wife. Yes, that was pretty dirty. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I was very, I was very, very glad that um. Uh, uh, but I wanted it to happen because Dan Danny doesn't deserve his wife. <laughs> his wife is oh, she's too good for him. Yeah, she's way too good for him. Uh, but um, yeah, like there, there's a there's a thing that I, that I appreciate the show does, and, and that that is when it's kind of like, and I just complained about this in Wonder Woman, and that is they're explaining everyone's motivations and who they are. And they're doing flashbacks and stuff for like, even like crease and stuff. Um, but I kind of, I kind of like this weird gener like karate kid has become generations in my head. Okay. Where it's like creases, creases, the 1960s. Um, 
Johnny and uh, Danny are the eighties soccer scene right now, and it's and then, and then uh, Miguel and um, Robbie are the are the modern the day new blood, yeah, yeah, and it, it seems like. If you keep going that route, then it's like, well, well, we're gonna have to explain the motivations of the mean, the mean uh, Sarge from Vietnam. <laughs> well, so how, how do you feel about the show kind of humanizing Crease a little bit? At first, I, I was like Crease. Why are we doing this? But I do like it. I do like it when it's. I think it could have been one episode. Yeah, like like just develop devote like a whole flashback episode to Crease. <laughs> right. Like I, I don't think it needed to be intertwined with multiple episodes. I'll tell you what, too, and I'll, I'll to its benefit. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it really does a good job of creating characters that are flawed. That that and and I the, the reasons I bounce off of Johnny is not because he's flawed; it's because of the flaws that he has specifically are the ones like I despise in people. Right, and, and he kind of embraces those flaws too. Exactly, and um, but like with everybody else, with Danny and with Crease they're not you know it's not black and white they're they're actually pretty gray characters so, more so you you really just you like you didn't buy into what the show was selling because johnny i think is uh there's a lot of things like i think especially done in season one which is like this is johnny's point of view and i think that does change him from being of the no, black no, and white i kind of liked what they did with johnny in season one i'm, I'm i wasn't against it it was more or less he was super he was super still unlikable they still what? did. They didn't try to make him a like you know this fucking. They didn't try to make him. But he was kind of like an underdog still, yeah. and it made sense why he was an underdog. I can't really buy it going into season two and three as much because it well, just I seems like all I, the I problems the f- that he has are stemming from himself, and he keeps failing in every season kind of hard for me to be like all right what are you going to do this time like, yeah but i mean like what's the failing in season one into season two right it's that his son like loses to his student and then that's like what you walk into dealing with you know season one and season sure, two but his son, like relationship and his is completely his fault the reason his son is acting that way is because of him sure and then you know at moments he tries to fix it something happens like there's that moment where he's like I need to go see my son in jail, but then, you know, Miguel's family is like, "Can you please pray with us?" See, that's like, that's a feeling that I liked. I, I think I think that's, Johnny that's, needs to start leaning into that more, where it's like Johnny's trying to do the right things. It's just he's he's unfortunately, you know, he's playing his son versus his 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 student. Yeah, I mean that's never. Like to me, that is still happening, and I think he realized what he was doing in season one, and still, it's still happening. Like I, right? Ah, it kind of makes me not feel for him too much, you know. Mm. Like that should have been nipped in the bud already. But what are you doing about it? I mean, that's a question. Like, like if I asked myself, okay, if I had to go meet my son in prison, and then the family of the family of my student who my son paralyzed asked me to stay with them for during his surgery to see if he was okay. It's, 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 it's very tangled. That's tangled. But like, you know, where it's like, I also got got drunk and gotten a bunch of fights. (laughs) Come on, dude. That that I'm like, ah, Johnny. Um, (laughs) But like the, I, I, what I liked in this season was Johnny realized where when he's alone, he's the, he's fucking shit. He's the complete fucking pits. People hate him. 
Right. Johnny, when Johnny actually has something to strive for, someone, someone to try and help, he he stands out. Like like him well, and someone to come and with, You know, like yeah, yeah. I get with like him and Danny's relationship is a rivalry, and it seems like he's actually better a little bit when he's with Danny. Like he's more, he's getting shit done. Right. You know. And you know he took it. He took it too far, which was kind of a bummer. Where it's like, ah, damn it, that thing I'm liking, they suddenly threw it out the window. But mm-hmm. like, I do think, I do, I do think this show has a path, which I like. Where it's, you know, they they brought back um, the bully from season one, Kyler, Kyler, oh, <laughs> yeah. Kyler, like, I hate I'm, like, I'm like, dude, this dude, <laughs> fuck, this dude. Fucking big bully, that like sucks, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah no. Listen, I, I mean, we're we're getting away from what we were talking about, like just a little bit. But like, I just really like that the crease's mentality is like, hey, you know what? Like addition by subtraction. Like we need to get actual athletes because like I just have a bunch of fucking nerds that I. I mean, that's where Cobra Kai was. Hey, you, gotta, you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta hand it to Crease too. He's not sexist. No, no, he's not sexist, and he, he and just he's like raw talent, dude. That's when it. he's like hanging out in fucking gyms and like but he's a manipulator, Matt, you know, and he's like, like I need, I need my ultimate squad. Yeah. I'm like, I fucking love this so much. Yeah, and then of so, course it comes back. It goes back. Maybe to the life. real Cobra Kai story that's going to be revealed next season is the redemption of Kreese, and that he's actually a really good. <laughs> no, you can never redeem him. He's always got to be. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I feel like he's so bad. He's He's dark. He's gotta, I feel he's like the we got the under- gray on the show. Yeah, we got the understanding of Crease, but like he's still a, he's still a bad boy. Yeah, hey, I forgot to tell you, your uh, your girlfriend got in a car crash <laughs> on your way to Vietnam. Like what? Oh <laughs> God, it's <laughs> fucked up, dude. Um, but like again, we're we're talking about like Johnny. We're talking about Daniel. We're t- but like you guys don't think that was a half hand situation? What's that between him and his captain? That like he would he wanted him to get beat him. I mean, I definitely think he wanted to beat him for being. They, just I forget. Did they reveal time, but... that the captain was like holding those letters from him or no? Yeah, he yeah. So, so he found they, out. Yeah. Before they found him, out. yeah, yeah. So when they were walking out of the cage, he told him he was just like, "Oh, by the way, right. your girl, she fucking wrapped around a fucking telephone pole on her way to San Fernando Valley or some shit." And I was like, "Oh my yeah. god, this dude deserves like, to get." I didn't want to tell you because. By the way, the snake, the snake bit, very predictable. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I was like, you know what? Spikes, that would have been weird if it was a punji pit, though. If it just was just spikes, <laughs> like it would be like, Spike you gotta call it Spike Cut Eagle Fang Karate. Oh, um, I love Eagle Fang. I love Eagle Fang Karate. I was looking at shirts now. <laughs> I told John to buy me one. Wait, wait, what, what uh, was that? I, I don't remember that. That's Johnny's new. That's Johnny's karate new karate yeah, okay. Okay. With the fang. <laughs> So fucking, so fucking Johnny. See, that's that's such the thing. Johnny like, Johnny. that's what I love. He's just so dopey in such a. Again, like he does have a weird Michael Scott character trait where he's you're just like you fucking dope, but it's not. It's not necessarily even done in like a malicious way. He's like very like when he's like, how long does it take to send an. Uh, internet message to California. That's got to take like a while, right? Yeah. No. And then when he's like, well, are you going to send this message? And it's all caps. And it's, <laughs> it's like, like all caps. It's a huge message. I think if Miguel wasn't so likable, it would be hard 
for John. Yeah, likeable. I, I think Miguel, exactly. Miguel is very Miguel good. carries him a little bit sometimes. I think. Uh, also, I, again, I I'm still I'm still here for the drama, dude. When fucking that's I am complete. I completely turned oh, out for that man. See, I know you're not. I know you're not in for that. But the fact that it's like a karate show with high schoolers, like it does work. Like, like it works for me. Uh, listen, dude, it doesn't work when it's like, oh, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to Japan and have flashbacks about karate. <laughs> too. Well, well, here's the deal, Steve. I, I, I get that it works. I, it functions to me. Yeah, that's not a problem. It's just I, I can't stand it. Like it's me. No, I get it. That's fine. It's, it's a personal preference. Like I, I can't so stand shit. You like can't that. stand the drama between Hawk and Dimitri. Because no. I can. I eat not that not shit up for dinner. Know. Every three nights a week. See the thing. The thing that I love is uh, my evil ship is completing between Robbie and fucking Tori. Where I'm like, oh, these two—they're such little bitches. I love them, dude. Wait, what? Do you, well, Robbie's a scum. So, do you like the villains um, more than you the heroes in the show? Yeah, I mean, dude. I every time I see Tori, I want her to kick Sam's ass. Well, I'm also, like, oh, <laughs> this bitch is picking up nunchucks. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, that weak. She, she's weak, weakly skilled in nunchucks. I must, I have to say, she shouldn't. Well, well, Chris, Chris only has fucking size on his wall. <laughs> Just he's saying, got, he's honest, got Michelangelo she, too. But the thing is, she tried to look like you know, she tried to do a little Bruce Lee's action in there, and it, it fell. She fell on her face completely, in my opinion. <laughs> well, I listen, think I think almost tried. part of she the charge. I think it's insulting that she even would try. John. John, you did you say the same thing about Michelangelo in Turtles One. <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on. Oh, because Michelangelo on. was good with him. He was good with the with the. Uh, yeah, but to be honest, the guy like, playing Michelangelo, if he hit himself in the face or whatever with his nunchucks, it wouldn't hurt as bad. No, you would have had to pay for that three million dollar animatronic <laughs> turtle thing. No, but seriously, John, have you ever seen anybody throw like a wheel kick? It's like bent legs. It's it's all terrible karate, which I I love and. That might not be on purpose, but that's my headcanon is like the hilarity of it all is like they're all not really they're all that shit. good at karate either. Also, this is a weird universe where MMA doesn't exist. Yeah, I just, I'm begging. <laughs> it's well, just karate, dude. You know, I think that's why I like Kyler because he's like, I'm just gonna shoot on this guy, and I was like, fucking wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, he did. He did do so wrestling. much. What about that happy-go-lucky kid that Hawk had blood on his fist? Oh, oh the guy. Oh, fuck, <laughs> fuck that guy. That guy was stuck. <laughs> I kind of I, felt bad for him though because he was like, yeah, all right, dude, he's I there fucking, for fun. Wait, wasn't he one of the bullies? He was one, one of the bullies. bullies, and then Hawk had a fucking nom flashback and mer- and we just Yo, Hawk revealed his him. fucking Grim Reaper tattoo with a fucking scythe the with a Grim, beat. The, the Grim Reaper tattoo is, is, is if that doesn't sell you on Hawk at this point, yeah. I don't know what will. So Tom Listen, Box, you know if you're listening, Tom Box doesn't like Hawk. Oh, you well, know, Tom Box is a beta. That's why. <laughs> uh, like that's just flat out. Tom Box is Team Dimitri. So it sounds like you guys like you like the villains more in this. In well, general. I mean, to be fair, yeah, I mean, I've, always, not... I've always liked Hawk, and Hawk is, uh, you know, if you finish the show, Hawk is on the way to yeah, uh, yeah, I know. to he, Vegeta he... territory. You know, listen, everybody flips on this show; they flip back and forth. You know who always flips heel? Sam. <laughs> Garbage can character. And if if, uh, if I were... Uh, listen, there really is... I think there's a case to write an article about like how they're doing this, this poor actress dirty because she is the dirt worst. <laughs> Everything well, dude, is her when, fault. When she has that dream sequence where Tori just fucking like, like, drowns her in the fucking koi. Yeah. I was yeah. like, fuck! What? 
No, like seriously, it's just like, a dream. Like, wait, so Devin, your team Tori? You're not oh team my, dude, that girl. I don't like either of them. So that girl could shit in my hand, and I'd be like, yes, please. Like, thank you. <laughs> I love Tori. I, I'm here. Also, for wait, I'm sorry, I, let me say this. Let me say this. I love the fat man. I want the I am very happy year old actress. Wait, who? The two fat kids, because yeah. that kind of tore me apart when when it was. Oh, that was like Civil War brother versus brother type shit. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm glad that they're back. <laughs> that one part where he was like, "Oh, what was it?" Where where the two skinny kids were like, "I wouldn't even spit on you if you were on fire or some shit." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bert, Bert uh, Speaking Bert. of spit, how about when fucking Hawks spit on that kid after? Oh, he dude, he beat him and then spit on him, dude. No, Evan, how hard were you? How hard was dude, your dick? No, dude. Not only how that, was your then dick? he. When Hawk beat, slammed a vase on somebody's head and called him a pussy. <laughs> oh my god! All right, all right. So, so let me explain this. When Hawk, not only does Hawk murder a, a fat child, there's blood on his hand, and then he fucking gets right in the his all yeah. the other bully's face, and the other bully turns away. Yeah, dude. I shot through. I was wearing jeans from the 80s like the really tough ones and my boner shot right through that Dude. i was like this is the peak of cinema <laughs> like 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 yeah what's bank like give me this all yeah. day like dude when he he do because he fucking, i mean that's the scene that David his face directed, and he stares right? at you yeah that's the david fisher <laughs> he gets in his face no and there's so much I, i'm i'm not even kidding dude there's so much done within that quick little moment where he just no words need it you know he just fucking stares at him he's like yeah i'm fucking a psycho i'm the guy i'm yeah. the man here yeah, I and, thought he was gonna fold when he when and, he saw Tyler. And I do feel like Hawk is is unfortunately, I feel like Hawk is like the Darth Maul of this of this show. Yeah, you like, know, I would associate him with like Kylo Ren almost. Yeah, he's just never really gonna. Well, I, I have a okay. You want to hear my dream scenario? I thought is he went with, um, with no, he didn't. He's still a crease, right? No, no, no. He no. turned. He turned at the at the Christmas fight. That's right. So, so he's he's yeah. on the the you know side but of the I'm just saying, I'm just saying like he, he'll never he'll never win the big one, right. Oh, I'll never yeah. win the big one. Sure. And I'm like, like, this is my dream scenario for season four is like, like crease, like kills Dimitri and then fucking Hawk goes insane. And then he dyes his hair gold. You want and he goes into a, <laughs> that, would, that would break Yasmin. And then heart. he kills and no. And then he kills crease because he's a fucking maniac now. Like I want this to go don't off the rails. Oh well, he, Devin's waiting it. for De, Devin's waiting for Cobra Kai Super. Dude, <laughs> give me Cobra Kai Z in my just shoot it right into my taint, dude. I fucking can't. So okay, well let let's talk just talk about this real quick. I didn't realize like I was just chewing through it like and I didn't realize the last episode was the last episode. Yeah, me too. And I was like, oh no. But then I looked and like because it got approved like the season like they're filming it now oh, wow. which means we'll get it this year i believe i believe that's the plan and i was just like because again this was a very lick the tip type of season yeah it ended on pretty much a cliffhanger <laughs> just right? like, are you fucking kidding me at the end of it, I, was like, uh, I hate i hate the fact that the why are we doing spoilers? I hate the fact that they're like combining or whatever, but I got the chills because of the film. I mean, I, song. I, I called that in. I called that in season. Yeah, two. we all knew it was gonna happen. Yeah, come on, that that's a yeah. one. <laughs> I want more Ryu and Ken versus Akuma, though. I want I want more of that. <laughs> well, I I wish I wish sure, Chris was uh, was like <laughs> yeah. 
I wish Kreese was like not like a 70 year old man at this point because like Johnny just beat the shit out of him because he's an old man. You yeah, know? you know, they cut cutting to the, the fight with Kreese to his back. And yeah, like, and even was, then, I feel like, like seventy. I gotta <laughs> say this. I gotta say this though. When when Johnny's fighting, it's like believable. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Danny, when Danny's Daniel's fighting, it, I, he just looks so awkward that he I can't. Does. I think he's, I think not, he's getting better, but it's still not. It's like not good. Like yeah. Well, I also arts. think I also think the trash Miyagi Do doesn't do him any favors. Because now he's got the secret. Now he's got fucking super pressure points. Oh, he's got he's got evil evil Daniel. He's got the hitman man pressure points that he pulled on. Yeah. What's it called? The hot the hado or the did the same thing that it man did the twister i like that he does that to crease and then crease is like can't move his arms and then like immediately when the kids show up crease just stands up again <laughs> you know what that was like steve that was like a cut scene for a video game out of the boss he just stands right back up like defeated wait, wait, wait a second <laughs> didn't i just paralyze you well listen it goes away and creases just has a higher metabolism <laughs> that's nitpicky though i mean you know again like listen again, I, I give this show so many paths but i really i like there's moments where like johnny's out with with the old flame and i'm like oh my god Miguel's mom dude and yeah I, and like i, I, mean, I'm waiting. I, I don't know why they did that. that i don't know why they did that with daniel-san though where it's like him and his old flame from Japan, like it their hand brushed when they're Daniel grabbing the glasses. I think they gotta they gotta paint Daniel a little darker, and I think that's the way you do it. You oh, know? where it's gonna be like I fucked her in Japan. It could be, and then he yeah, puts. He was still single, right? And... She didn't. She wasn't married or anything. He basically he pumped and dumped her. And she, she was never the same, up, dude. Yeah, she was never the same. She, she, was, she was like, oh, stuck in Okinawa and, doing dance. And he used her. He used her because she was like, oh, yeah. by the way, that girl we saved on that pier, she just so happens to be the executive vice president of Doyona Sales. Every time they said Doyona, they were saying that. I thought I was going crazy. No, it's Doyona. No, dude, I want a Doyona car right fucking now, dude. Dude, you get that 2022 Doyona? Also, Crease with the ability to just like psychically create snakes. Yo, what is that, dude? Snakes know how to open doors. Bro, though, his army, bro, that owes him anything. What's he going to use him for? Was that the the ponytail guy from the second movie? The ponytail guy. No, uh, no, 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 no. He thought he called the army buddy that creased. Yeah, the army guy was like, "I owe you anything, anything." I thought, I thought that was the I'll same guy. You, I'll fucking eat your asshole if you want me to. <laughs> anything at all, just yeah. tell me anything. Just call me whenever. They like made that point like for like ten seconds straight. Yeah, and then he well, John, John, I think you're right. I think he's just going to break in and slit Danielson's throat. I need you to God. kill Dimitri. I to... <laughs> yeah, I need you to kill this kid. Wait, so they're setting, all right, so here, they're setting up the All-Valley Tournament. It's going to be Tori versus Sam, right? It has to be. That's what yeah, no, 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 here it goes. Look, Karate Kid Part 3. Ostracized villain John Kreese attempts to gain revenge on Daniel and Miyagi with the help of a Vietnam War comrade, the wealthy owner oh, of so toxic ma- waste disposal business. <laughs> Oh, they're bringing the toxic waste disposal. He, oh, dude, he's gonna cover Daniel in toxic waste. So that's oh shit. So that is toxic the, Avenger. That's how, Miguel, that's how Miguel's gonna get it. That's the guy. Powers back. I yeah, guess you're right. Terry Silver, a wealthy businessman who founded <sighs> Cobra Kai and now owns a toxic waste disposal business. Yes, please give it to me. Hmm. 
That's a weird callback. That's a weird callback. That's a weird callback. Also, scraped every inch of this fuck of the callback stuff. Like, I, Chris, again, I've never watched anything past Karate Kid One. Uh, I've got another reason for you to not like this show. <laughs> I've noticed this while I was watching every episode in the credits. <laughs> Executive producer Will Smith. Will Smith? No, that's not. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, true. It's the same one because also uh, Caleb Pinkett. <laughs> oh shit. Is, uh, in there too. Okay. Caleb, uh, director uh, director David Fincher did uh the <laughs> oh, no, I hate it. <laughs> Fucking traitor. Could you imagine if he did? Yeah, well, so just wait until Hawk has to fight um, <laughs> Fuck mine, Paul Manson or BLT. Or BLT <laughs> BTK, not BLT. No, nah, the BLT killer. I like BLT. Yeah, no joke. I don't uh, this is off topic, but I don't think my mom will ever watch another David Fincher movie or TV show because of what he did with Mindhunter. Really? Yeah, really that man. I'm you know, I'm with her though. I'm pretty salty too. All right. Well, back to Cobra Kai. Uh, I don't like yeah, it. So, uh so uh Yeah, I I mean I again I think we we dug pretty deep. Uh it's a Mary for me. It's another Mary. I, I think it's it. a fuck for me. I yeah, I think it. I think this season was a fuck. I still I'm gonna think get I'm going to get a Hawk Grim Reaper tattoo and a Hawk tattoo. I think the second season's score riot still trumps the fucking house invasion in my opinion it is yeah but but i mean he's back got broken at the end of that last yeah. season but that soccer game in this season <clears throat> well no i mean seriously, like again steve you're talking about funny cuts it's like i just i'm really glad our kids aren't like crazy <laughs> it just cuts them fucking killing each other during good cuts no dude this season yeah, had that. some good fucking editing and you know what i think it it, it dealt with a really good transitions in the script too like Yes. They're clever lines that lead into other scenes. That's totally the writing, you know. Yeah, very true. There's de- there's definitely some good talent in this show. Oh, it's great. I love them, but like, I don't know. It just doesn't do it for me. I get one. it. Just wait until they introduce It Man as the ponytail. Uh, <laughs> oh God! I, I'm excited for John Hartzo. You know. By the way, Chris, I, I also watched all the It Man movies. Hey, um, with the exception film. of Master Z, I, I didn't watch Master Z. I oh, you didn't watch Master Z yet? Not yet. I I needed a break because I I really I shoot through them like night out. I watched two. I watched. Devin, three I think you'd really like Master Z. Actually, I, I probably would. Actually, I'll say this, and we can maybe discuss it post show if you'd like to. But uh, yeah, sure. I think two is probably the worst one uh, and i think but it's got the best fight scenes though. i think three is much better than you give it credit for. two is the one with the table right the table scene yeah i like that yeah yeah but like come two, on devin it's like cartoonish while trying to still be serious twister is a fucking silly thing uh, devin's just mad character. like also twister chris i could i could speak for 20 minutes about how twister got robbed and is actually the better <laughs> fighter um, <laughs> I was rooting for Twister. I was, of course, he was. <laughs> All right, you're in a boxing match, and then the other guy's just got right, to kick Devin, you. Devin, 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 before you Chris, get on your rant here, okay. he's the one that created the rules for the fight. He said, I'm going to show you that Chinese fighting is bullshit. He said, do whatever you can, bring whatever you want to the ring. I'll be ready. He didn't, he made that sure. rule. Sure, but also it man's getting saved by the bell every round. Hey, that's also, hey, that's boxing. Know, that's his that's his know, domain. Wearing a goddamn sweater during a fucking boxing fight. 
If and he, I was like, that's uncomfortable to right, look at. If Twister went to the press conference and was like, I want to fight anyone, but they got to wear 10 pound gloves and they got to fight, you know, without a shirt on, it wouldn't make any sense, Devin. I'm just saying, if Twister wasn't wearing those fucking padded gloves, it, it, we wouldn't have an It Man 3. He created the scenario. <laughs> right? Twister created oh the scenario. All right. All right. Whatever. It Man the 3. Guy, I, didn't, I didn't hate It Man 3. I actually quite liked it. No, no. I know that. But I actually, I, I was quite. One is the like, best, oh, right? One is definitely the best. Right. Animal. Of course. Uh, also, I was just saying. Oh all right. Uh, I was just. I'm so mad when I think about the ending of It Man 2 because he's oh, he's on the ground, clearly a grounded opponent. And then It Man just punches the shit out of him. And the ref just stares at him and then starts counting after he put. Oh God! Damn it, oh God! Damn I'm getting mad. I'm, I'm, mad. I'm, I'm taking mad. this to an, uh, a partial audience here, John and, and Steve. If I challenged Devin to a fight and I said, "Devin, you could do whatever you want. You could bring whatever no, no, you but, want." But Chris, before the end of the round, before the last round, my goons say, "Hey, Chris, you gotta stop with all that kung fu kick stuff." Yeah. Okay. They <laughs> they put on a rule mid fight. Mid fight. They waited around. They waited around. Okay. <laughs> Is that not? Am I not at fault? Can't I, introduce. Can't yeah, introduce yeah. rules like that mid fight. Yeah, no, no, but listen. They didn't yeah, say. They didn't say. Listen. If you get knocked down, he takes a break. He gives him a ten count. Twister's on the ground and he's getting held up, and he's just fucking punching him right uh, in the nose. He was still no grunting gloves. and giving him a, a mean eye. Dude, there's like seven points of contact to the ground. You can't. Wait, when that. when does this fight take place again? I forgot. What oh, year? Like the thirties. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where they where they had all those rules for boxing no, already. Listen, yeah, they didn't have I, run in after a second. I was showing Steve footage. I said, Steve, look at his footage. Look when the ten count starts. Does that sound fair? And he said, You know what? You know what? That's just wrestling, baby. That's just, just wrestling, pro yeah. wrestling. You, you uh, showed Steve a small clip without context. No, I explained the whole context. I mean, you know, I've, seen, I've, I've seen that movie. It's just I saw it. A decade ago now. Sure. I'm, I'm giving you a little refresher. He literally asked for that fight. Twister asked for it. You know what? I think I, I need to it. I think I need a rematch. Uh I I would also say uh, Chris, Man four. I need is... you to be it, man. Devin, I need you to be Twister. I'm I need you guys to do the rematch. Devin in his ear so many times with all of my fingers. I don't know how he does that. All right. Me neither. Devin, he won. Uh listen. I also think it man four is a condemnation of Wing Chun. Um, <laughs> it just shows that it's a terrible fucking <laughs> kung fu. I like the Bruce Lee stuff, man. That's good. No, no, but I'm just saying it's it's more like It Man's really good, and the actual karate or style of Wing Chun is garbage. <sighs> I don't know. And also for it's like, hilarious, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not. Well, listen, I'm sorry. Have this discussion. It's offensive, <laughs> man. It's, Four is a blast because it's so cartoonish. Uh, over the top. <laughs> it, it really. Is. I think. I think if you see one and then you should see four. I think it's like it's the Rocky four. And you're gonna love Z because that's kind of that's as over the top as four. Oh I, I mean, my the best part is the American the American coach who's also clearly Asian who's just <laughs> clear super racist. Oh God, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's pretty funny. Actually, I was I was I was a big fan. I was a big fan of it man for but you enjoyed your experience with all of those oh, of good course, movies, a thousand man. percent yeah yeah well that was the thing i was like i want to watch these it man movies because i got the itch and then i watched vast night and then i was like i should watch master z but anyway that was that was my taste that was my little that was my book report that i give to chris oh shit we got we got some stuff to talk about some news too right Oh, 
Oh, do we? Oh, do we? a little bit, a little bit. Um, Tessa Thompson confirms Michael B. Jordan will direct Creed three. Yeah, I think that means Creed three is going to be a bad movie. Oh, I hate you to say. So? It, dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean listen, do you think it'll be enjoyable at least? It will be no more enjoyable than two, and I think two is fine. But like, there's a reason why Creed one is really good, and a lot of that's Ryan Coogler. Yeah, it's Ryan Coogler. I mean, this, is what they said. this is what they said about Stallone directing Rocky. Yeah, yeah right. And they like he did know. Rocky four. That's <laughs> Michael B. Jordan. That's this will be his debut as a director. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Dude, a... he might be fun. he might be okay at it, man. He's gonna have his brother Frank Jordan do the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so are they gonna introduce Creed's robot in this too? Creed's Paulie's, robot. Paulie's robot. It would make up for them taking out Rocky's part or Paulie's robot in the in the weird Star Wars. <laughs> Is that official yet? Have they done this Star I Wars? Hope not. Get rid of that. That's a terrible idea. Throw it out, Rocky. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that was. I think that's it because I already went yeah, on my brain about the Hamada story. Stallone, um, if you're listening to this podcast, which I know you do, oh, if you throw the Paulie's robot out of Rocky Four, we will throw the Rocky statue out of Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> wow, I think that's I have the to thing. Agree that's the you. thing. I'll go. I'll go up with the chains. Well, Steve, you'll you drive up on your all motorcycle. All the cowboy Italians in in Philly. We'll be like, we're trying to try and take down the Rocky statue. First Columbus, now Rocky. And I'll be like, he got rid of Polly's robot, and they will part for me. <laughs> take it down. At the very least, you'll drive up on a motorcycle and throw your helmet at it. Right? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> if he fucking cuts that out of that movie, Frank Stallone's the official Stallone. <laughs> I will deep fake I will deep fake Frank Stallone <laughs> on every scene of Rambo. He's underrated. It's a good thing. Uh, yeah, will, will, will it look as <laughs> good as the as the young Daniel son to the old Daniel son? Oh, it'll look better than Luke Skywalker, though. I'll you know, you that's that. all you're looking for, right? That's all you're aiming for. I understand. That's all I'm aiming for. 2021, taking down Frank Stallone, Sly Stallone. Who else did I take down? Jesus, I thought you think I thought you meant COVID killed them. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I meant me. Oh Jesus! I meant. Oh, I'm not killing them. I'm killing them with words. COVID O'Tiri. COVID O'Tiri. COVID Kai. COVID Kai. All right, well, we gotta. That's we gotta it. Take this over to the post show. Yeah, we're doing a post show. Patreon.com/slash anti fanboy. Uh, it's free until everybody gets their pumps in the arm. Get that pump, baby. Get that pump on. Yeah, I got some. I got some good juicy things to talk about here. Oh, juice. Why? I, oh, I, I got. I have three films I want to discuss. Ooh, I have two shows. I think two shows and two games. Oh, I beat Cyberpunk. I'll talk about it on the post show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see you later. See ya. Happy twenty twenty one.